What's up, everyone? Make sure you check out the West West Network website at westwestnet.com. Here you can find amazing independent podcasts based in Aotearoa, covering everything from pop culture to mental health. Also, if you enjoy our content and want to support us, please consider clicking on the support button on the homepage of the website. We appreciate your patronage and look forward to delivering more thought-provoking and quality conversations. West West Show. I love your T-shirt. Got there. I was panicking. Hey, I was thinking, what should I wear tonight? Was there, I was panicking. Maximus <laughs> tea or a, a Nike Hustle tea. I was thinking, you know what? I'm just going to go with old school. This old school. OG shit. Yeah, it took you guys a while to actually react to it. <laughs> nah, you know, really. You know, we were talking before we got on the mics for a good half an hour. <laughs> and I noticed your t-shirt when you first walked in. Oh. And I thought to myself, you know, this is going to be a good opening <laughs> to discuss your t-shirt, man. But what a movie, eh, Brian? Oh. What a movie. It made us, didn't it? Hey, the locos. Hey, what's what's what, what are the what are the names? Mikolo? What what are the act? Oh, you're Cinderella. What's what's the other one? What is the oh? There's Buckle. Buckle, yes, yes. Just so many cool characters. That's all. So many cool characters. Is there Chumcho? <laughs> oh, there might be another movie. There might be, there there might be the Three Amigos. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think that might be an action. Oh. Was that an action movie? <laughs> Need a fact check. That one, anyway. But you're but right, though, Cam. Yeah, awesome movie. Old school. Yeah, the, the, a couple of other old, old oldies as well. Boys in the Hood and New Jack City and yeah, a couple yeah, of old yeah. ones, you know. So oh, those are classics, man. Back in our days, man. Early nineties, those are movies to watch. But yeah. blood and blood out, man. That I don't know how. Man, how much of impact that movie had on our people, man. Um, you know, our mates and the guys we grew, grew up with in school. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It's like, I don't know, all, all of a sudden, people are talking in Spanish. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> Vatos locos, you know. The long white tees and the yeah. uh, the dickies pants yeah, and the yeah. chucks and the, the swag. It's funny because when I, I... I think I had this conversation with... Um, uh, when, when Lappy came on the podcast, we were talking about... Back in the nineties, what we were into, pop culture was strong, especially American pop culture, especially Black American, African American mm. culture, uh, Latino culture with Blood and Blood Out, mm. American Me, those kind of movies. Oh. Um, and the, even the music too was like, hip hop was um, was G funk, you know, Ice T, Ice Cube, that mm. kind of stuff. Like, mm. Polynesian culture really became into the popular scene, probably at the end of the nineties. Yeah. And I d- we identified, um, what's Lapis Group? Fuck, I should know. Jamal Jam. Jamal Jam. Jamal Jam, when they came out, probably the first time you ever saw Polynesian flavor yeah. music yeah. come into the pop culture yeah. side of things there. Eh? Because mm. before that, we were hard out into, you know, those. The American pop. The yeah. American yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blood and Boys <clears throat> in the Hood. Yeah. Tupac. Yeah. Biggie and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Eh? Yeah, you're like, right. It wasn't until Jamal and Jam come out and they put put the polys on the on the map yeah exactly. you know and then we started following their flow and mm. how they did things and they made us stand on our on our own two finger well, you know what yeah, there's there's room for the Samoa and the tongue and the <laughs> fiji and culture and be, be yourself and express yourself and that's uh, it's awesome yeah yeah but uh, yeah i'm glad that you guys noticed my tea i've been sitting here for a while it's <laughs> probably sweating for a while here <laughs> even no, when even i remember at school like when you get in trouble 
I remember the classic line when you get in trouble at school. Because I'm black gamers. Because I'm black. Because <laughs> <laughs> the word black, for the longest time, I never understood why people were saying black. Because mm. we're brown. Mm. Yeah. And I never understood why we're saying we're black. I know because we've been watching those movies. Yeah. But I didn't get we're brown. We're not even black. Brown didn't be popular after Jamal Jam. And then the whole movement of Polynesian culture yeah, yeah. started yeah. in early early 2000s. Late 90s it started, early 2000s. Then there's been an explosion of Polynesian hip-hop music, you know, and mm. R&B music, stuff mm. like that. Mm. Eddie's and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Um, <clears throat> I think Tuckins Pacifica first came out. Yeah. And started pulling yep. all the stories yep. in. And yep. Now we had an identity. Yeah, I don't. Now we say we can say we're brown. Yep. We don't say we're black anymore. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so true, bro. Yeah. But how much did American influence have on us prior to uh, that, though? A lot. Wow. You know, but now... Moving off the times, we'll say be proud, stand up, be proud, and represent. Well, there's fa- so um, cool. famous uh, Polynesian celebrities, uh, sports um, entertainers that are out there representing, like, uh, for example, Joseph Parker on the weekend. Hey, what, did you guys see his fight? I, I didn't uh, see his fight, bro, but I saw the highlights. I've never uh, been so proud of Cam. Yeah. Um, uh, he's just, he's... Um, what a difference a new coach and a new training camp under Tyson Fury. He looks deadly. I, I do, and, and I guess, you know, where there's always going to be a question, maybe one or two things. Like, he, he's, he looks good, man. He looks sharp, and his punches are um, throwing with a lot of precision. But just as back end of the uh, fight, just as conditioning, I thought that he uh, leaned quite a bit. Like, he was... He was he was all over him, and he was up on the cards and stuff. But uh, if he's looking to fight the the Usics and the you know those Ukraine those deadly Ukraines, then I think his conditioning needs to needs to uh, increase. But man, I was so I was me personally, I was fighting in the ring with him every time. <laughs> I was I couldn't have been more prouder, especially him leaving his family and and going over and changing camp and parting ways with Kevin Barry. That wouldn't have been easy. That would have played on his mind a lot, you know, changing. Uh, new voice, new atmosphere, new training, different types of work ethic, uh, but he handled it like a pro, and that was so cool. And even um, David Nika on the on the undercards, that was awesome. Yeah, it was a good day to be a proud Samoan and a Kiwi too on Sunday. That was awesome. It's interesting. Um, a lot of the because I didn't watch the fight, but a lot of the feedback on the, the boys on the chat was like, or even on social media, right? they never seen we haven't seen Parker fight this way in a long time. You know, and, and there was a few comments saying, oh, but Kevin Barry, like, because <laughs> he's gone. You know, we just mentioned his new co- coaching team yep. of it's, it's Tyson Fury's coaching team, huh? mm. same coaching team. Yeah, it, it, it's 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 cool how just that one little change makes made a big difference. It seems. Man, well, Tyson Fury's on top of his game, you know, Isn't and he's like the world champ. Yeah, mm. and he's you know he's taking Parker, and he didn't have to. You know, you know, and questions have to be asked. Why? Maybe he sees something in him. Maybe I, I don't know. Maybe he sees him as a threat. But um, for Parker's um, longevity and his future in the in the, in the in the fight game, man, he looked he looked good. And he looked sharp, and I was really happy. I, I watched a docker about um his wife and his his parents and his kids watching him go. You know, you know daddy's off to work. He's got to go overseas. You know, he's a million million miles away, but he's doing his thing. And for him to come out. On top on Sunday, it just um, added the cherry on the cake for him, and it's cool. Him and his family are going to have a nice Christmas, and it was mm. awesome. But like I said, proud day to be a Kiwi and, a, and more, more so yeah. Samoan. So it was, it was mean. Uh, I, I, is, did they announce an, 
the next fight form? Uh, they, they did. They did. I, I forgot. It, it was a, well, I don't know. I haven't been sort of keeping up with the uh, heavyweight division, but it was a, a, an unnamed guy that I've never heard of before. So it's it's looking pretty good. Um, Chisora, and unfortunately, his heavyweight dreams of, of, of being shattered because he, he drops down and, and he probably won't feature in the top 10 again. So it'll take him a while to get back up there. I'm not too sure which way he goes. But things are looking good for for um, for Parker. So yeah, they're looking at another fight April April May. Mm. Oh yeah. Of course, there was the other fight, the, the Jake Paul one. Oh, you know? <laughs> What's the story of that guy? Because he's, he's not even a fighter. He? Yeah, he's, he's a YouTuber or something. But so is this all just exhi- exhibition matches? He's yeah. fighting. Oh, but Woodley, he's no he's no thug. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's no thug. He just got caught. Yeah, oh, he's got more than that. Man. <laughs> he got lights up, he knocked out into the new year. I was watching um on um Facebook. There was a there was a oh, I forgot what it was where they were saying something like if he um like a, a win or win or lose, he was still walking away with half a million dollars. Did you see any of that? Who was that? Of? I I saw it on um Facebook somewhere where if Tyron Woodley won or lost. He still would walk away with half a million dollars. So, but then you know that that could be because that the knockout he got knocked out with that was sleep. You know, man. I guess when you're fighting uh, unknown fighters or novice fighters, the real fighters can probably talk a bit of a, a price and what they they want. Um, but the poor brothers, even um, the other one, they fought Mayweather. I don't know. Is, is, is boxing becoming a fast in that in that now? You know, any sort of <laughs> anyone can any um, YouTubers, yeah, you know, can, can get in the ring with anybody now these days. Or he's calling out all the UFC fighters, eh? And even Dana White, hey, the Jake Paul. Mm. I don't know. I'm, I'm not too sure which way it's going, but uh, yeah, as, as, as far as I'm, it, I'm hey, good entertainment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> good entertainment. Good on them, you know. And uh, it's just going to up their game, man. Look out, watch the space because. Who are they going to get in the ring next with? Hopefully, maybe a Tyson, maybe or <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'll be oh, or a rematch, be. rematch of uh, Mayweather, or both Paul brothers. That'll be pretty cool. Yeah, because <laughs> he, he was the one that knocked out um, Nate Nate Robinson. Yeah, Nate. clean. Hey, uh. poor dude. Damn. It was a similar deal with um, Mayweather. Eh? Like, win or lose, you're still going to get the yeah the purse. Well, he didn't really need to. He didn't really need to step in the ring. Um, I'm glad he won, but that Paul he didn't look out of place. You know, yeah, he he stood strong. He was they're, there. They're big, strong boys. They so they obviously and they know their way around the ring a little bit. Uh, but where to now? I, I don't I don't know. Um, I guess that's the powers to be to to sort out who's on the fight cards next. But it's quite interesting <clears throat> the whole exhibition matches they eh, now coming up being popular now mm. and being a real money maker, real yep. you know thing for these retired or near end of their career fighters to yeah. fight a, a YouTube dude. Yeah, you know? yeah. And it's a real spectacular thing. It's, yeah. You know, it's a, it's, it's a spectacle. Mm. And you get the millions of people, fans watching. Yeah, yeah. You know? Which, it, which is a good point. I mean, I guess it has to be on a, a, a major draw card uh, on its own. Would you go and watch uh, Paul against yeah. Woodley? Probably not. No, they had, that's um, the biggest draw card, maybe not. They had, I, know, I know they had um, Darren Williams, eh? He fought yeah, on that against the NFL. He's another... Oh, NFL or B-ball? 
So no, Darren Williams in NBA. Yeah, NBA, yes, yeah. He played NBA for Jazz. That's but, right. Uh, yeah. He fought against the NFL yeah. guy, and yeah. he, Darren Williams won. Wow. Mm. So, yeah, it's, um, I guess it's what the people want. Eh? Yeah. They want to see this. Entertainment. And, um, you know, it's funny how it parallels the professional game, <laughs> you know? And, you know, everyone, I don't know how they want to feel about it. they eh? like, oh, there's, that's not boxing. Or, you know, no. I don't know if they think that, yeah. but... But you know, it's what the people want. Were both of them are they still playing now? The NBA and the Nah. Oh they're not playing. Oh no. Nah. Hey, what what about um I was watching on Sky um December the twenty sixth they got the um Gallon and um Zalasic or and then J- Joey Le Lewis fighting. Oh yeah, Hyington. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw, I saw that, that um, the, the press, press conference. conference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why you're on the bench. That's why you're on the bench. Eh? I saw that too. Your days are gone past. Eh? They're past. Eh? Wow. And Le he said, Lewis. Didn't he's he say a... you haven't done anything? And he said, Oh yeah, we've gone two grand finals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Le was like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. But did you? Um... <laughs> yeah. He got no MOE. Come on, mate. Uh, Lay Law can be a mean player, man. Mm-hmm. He would have had a, a really good legacy if he just didn't let his fists yeah. fly. Hey, you know, mm-hmm. he could. He was deadly, man. At, I think at the Raiders. I think the Western resigned him or something. That's, that's when I was, I was watching a bit of an interview where he went into depression, like because well, West didn't resign him or whoever didn't resign yeah, him, West. and then he had nothing. Like, what was he gonna do for the? You know, that's why. Um, and then someone called him. Hey, you want to do some boxing? And then he just why you know, not? As soon as uh... see, obviously he didn't have a backup plan, eh? You know, if, if... well, it's kind of hard because he was playing alongside his brother. His brother plays in the Fords for Wests, so there's two of them. And now I think his brother's been signed. Good money oh. too. The younger brother, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Luciano, I think his name is. Yeah. Yeah. But see, like that, that that tells you something. Like if you're a hothead, you know, on the field and that's that, always been man. This, that's always been the thing about him. He's informed centre back in a couple of years seasons ago. Him and Rapana, the Kiwi winger, they formed a deadly combination for the Raiders. And then Man. he's sort of just fallen from grace from there. His discipline issues, he's always in the judiciary. Yeah. <laughs> in court. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that fight's coming up soon. Oh, nice. Those league is going to Gallon's a beast. Yeah, no, nah, he's, man... You can tell he loves boxing, eh, that guy? He's made for it. He's been in all the fights. Yeah, like. man, he doesn't care. Yeah, exactly. He wants to yeah. go on all again. All the state of O, all the state of origins, eh? <laughs> oh, for that stink team, eh? <laughs> 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 that, yeah, that. Are you a New, New South supporter? No, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think we're going to aim for that um, eight in a row to match to match Queensland, eh? <laughs> oh, you let me know when that's going to start. <laughs> 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 it's, um, yeah. I was, I was here, you were talking about his, his Bulldogs. And he never talks about his Bulldogs because they were always, they're always on the bottom of the table, <laughs> bottom half of the table. But I don't know, it seems like it's going to change in the next couple of years. Yeah, with their they've signings, recruited, they've yeah, got, yeah, they've yeah. recruited really well. Mm. Yeah. And I heard, oh, they, yeah, they got some pretty tough preseason games, but... I um, I've seen a couple of their preseason trainings. Looks pretty good. They've recruited oh, yeah. quite well. So yeah. yeah, hey, every team looks good at this time of the <laughs> at this time of the year. Eh? Just depends on how the preseason games go. So yeah, I hope the doggies do well. Who's your team you support in there, right? I'm, I'm a Raiders fan. Oh always, yeah, okay. yeah. Back in the days, I'm a a Raiders fan. Mel Meninga, Ricky Stewart. Yeah, I'm a legends. Jacob Ferguson, Bradley Clyde. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Laurie Daly. So, yeah. Nagus. Uh, Nagus, yeah. Mullins. Mullins, fullback Mullins. 
Raiders fan and then obviously uh, a, a Queensland back in the day. So they're the only two teams. I support the Warriors too, and I hope they do well. I hope they do well every year. You know, they've always had their battles, especially last few seasons being uh, based in Oz. Any, yeah. any Kiwi team that's been based in Oz is going to be a tough, tough ask. Uh, you obviously got the Breakers and then Wellington Phoenix. I, I made a controversial post last, I think, earlier this year about the Warriors moving to Australia and being a like a team in Australia, like someone from a town from Australia buying the Warriors and putting them over there. Because mm. I think that's the only way they can probably compete. Compete, yeah. Like in terms of getting players, you know. Hard out. Um, and just being in amongst their mindset, the training mm. ethic, the, the mm. uh, atmosphere, their environment. Because we've been in the we've been in the comp for a while now, you know. And other than a couple of seasons, we've been knocking on the door. But recently, and no disrespect to any of them, the coaching staff or the players, you, no one goes out and loses on purpose. But those Aussie boys are a different breed of league players. Their mentality, the way they hold themselves and carry themselves, their trainings, their nutrition. Um, yeah, okay, you might see a couple of couple of boys in the in the in the papers in the the news for the wrong reasons, but not very many of them. They're all quite quite serious about their trainings. I'm not I'm not I'm, again I'm not bagging the Warriors, but yeah, you're you're right, Cam. Hey, why not put them over there? And I mean, I know it's hard to be away from your loved ones, but now they're taking over some family over there, eh? and you're po- posting them over there in a community now, Warriors based type community. But yeah, because I felt like if they wanted to sign some marquee players, they probably. Those marquee players, New Zealand, nah, I don't want to move my family. No, nah, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. Because you think about it, you're on the plane every second week. Yeah, every yeah, fortnight. Traveling, Where's eh? the fun in that? You know, you're gonna buy a house down here. You're gonna yeah. set up. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah, yeah. It works for like Steve Price. He does. Mm. He stay. I think he's still here. Yeah, he I stayed so. there. Eh? Yeah, <clears throat> but you know, other players that come over and they have to set up and, but you know, you you try to get one of these their origin players. The play, used to play for Melbourne Storm or mm. some of these top teams. Mm. Um, Prospect of moving to New Zealand, their whole family, and yeah. doing the whole travel, that whole thing, yeah, might be a bit too much. Eh? Yeah, that's right. And you know, you're gonna cut your yourself out a lot of the market well, it's a for huge, these players. You know, huge, huge massive change mm. in their lifestyle. Yeah, but you're right. If they're based, if they know they're going to be based in Aussie for that season, hey, it could be a different mm. selling point. You know, yeah. Because other thing against rugby league is because obviously New Zealand's a rugby union. You know, mm. rugby country. union country. Yeah. So maybe that's that's another factor against rugby mm. league in New Zealand, but I would love to see rugby league New Zealand rugby league get some traction and getting a proper televised league. Like, well, they've done their dues, you know. You know they give them some props now, but it's just the nature of the beast now. Hey, rugby is, I mean, look, as long as players like Tuvasa Sheik is going to make the the, the 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 switch, then you get uh, players like. Um, uh, Vunivalu from the Storm, who was on top of this game, the big winger. Now he's gone over to Queensland. It's going to always be hard to compete with the with the rugby, uh, money, contracts, the travel. Um. So it's an interesting one, Cam. I, I think the Warriors are uh, uh, a Jew, a Jew for some good things, and let's hope that twenty twenty two is is their season. Um, be interesting to see how many Warriors, uh, diehard Warrior fans, are going to be still on that on that on that bandwagon. Eh? Yeah, I hope they hope they do well. Even though I don't support them. <laughs> Who are you, Cam? Uh, Manly Seals. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right, next question is carry on. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I spoke about this before. Like, uh, my team, man. I was that team when you know when Matthew Ridge moved over there, yep. and like, wow, ever since then, ever since then, man. Jeff Tuvey, Jeff Tuvey, nice. But you know, that was a team back in the Winfield Cup days. 
along with the Bulldogs, strong in 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 Balmain Tigers, strong New Zealand connection. Eh? Yeah, mm. a lot of a lot of Kiwis playing yeah, in these teams. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. so uh, if you're into like rugby league back in those days, you know, you would support these teams. You know, Big time Kiwis are playing in the Kiwis playing, you know, and you're so right, and that's why I still support the Raiders because yeah, yeah. of their battles they had with the Balmain Tigers, with yeah, the yeah. Manly Seagulls, Panthers, yeah. Panthers. Yeah. You know, it was this. I don't know. It's it's hard. I guess, and we were talking about millennials before, <laughs> their way of thinking. It's just, we're just old school. Yeah. You know, we're old school. The Malmaningas, and, and they, they make them like they used to, you know, and it's just, and these guys didn't have all the big contracts. They didn't have all the nutritionists yeah, and the men, mental coaching and, uh, you know, they might have had to pull in some hours a day at, at work, you, yeah. you know, but this day and age, there's a lot of money oh. on the table and players got so much on their hands. It's well looked after, man. Yeah, well, that's mm. right. And then yeah, and then and then the Warriors started. The Auckland Warriors, and I was a fan of the Auckland Warriors because it's Auckland's team. Well, yeah. Auckland's you know, team was a new concept. We've got a Kiwi concept. team in there, yeah. you know, and we know we we can we know these players that are in that team, yeah. the Stacey Jones and the Mark Grahams and the Dwayne Manns and. And you know me, man. I'm Auckland hard, man. I'm man. That's why I love any team that comes out of Auckland. Yeah, represents Auckland. Blues. This is my this is my city, man. Yeah, you know, hard. I'm from West Auckland. Auckland's my city. Whatever team comes out of here, I'll support. Mm. You know? mm. So I, I love the Auckland Warriors until they change the name to New Zealand Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when I moved back to Manly. <laughs> I did not agree with the whole. <laughs> I get it was all the marketing thing, like you want to get all New Zealand on your side. Yeah. And that's why I was I was all for another a second New Zealand team in the mm. NRL before they came up with the Dolphins. Mm. Um, what what's the new Dolphins yeah, team? Yeah, Rick Cliff. Rick Cliff. Dolphins. Yep. Because for a long time it was supposed to be like maybe a team from Christchurch or Wellington. Yeah, Wellington mm -hmm. was in the mix. Eh? Yeah, yeah. So I was hoping for that day because then Warriors would be Auckland Warriors again. Mm. You know. Yeah, hard out. But uh, but they've changed the name to New Zealand Warriors, New Zealand Breakers. So some of those teams that are playing in the uh, Aussie, Aussie have changed mm. their name to New Zealand because we've only got the one team. And maybe yeah. you're right; it gets a little bit more traction, a bit more sponsorship, a bit more. Yeah. Prepare, you know. So yeah. which is you get people that. People in other cities wearing wearing your jersey rather than Auckland, you know. Yeah, yeah. They won't be left out. <laughs> no, that, that's right. Yeah, exactly. Or well, New Zealand encompasses the whole thing. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, it's it's interesting. Yeah, man. So what's what's also interesting is your year, um, your club rugby season, man. <laughs> the college rifles, man. You guys were on top of the table for. We were camp. Like. <laughs> we ended up second though, second under Ponsonby. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we um, we we were, yeah. Uh, we we had a blast. We had some fun. And you guys only lost two games. We did. We went we went all the way through on top, and then it wasn't until our last last few games we sort of uh, saved our worst performance for last um, in our round robin, Grandma, and. Um, and then in our semi, so we played Grandma, and they they touched us up at their grounds out of Mission Bay. Oh yeah, yeah. And then we played um, Grandma again at home at our grounds the following in the semi, and we lost by one point. We lost on full time, you know. And it was just, it, it was it's still a, a bit of pill to swallow now, so you know, because uh, yeah, we I'm only one piece of the puzzle, but just the work, the time, the effort that went into it, the boys, the sacrifices they made, and uh, and uh, you know, a lot of clubs would have done that. But just just this season, it was um, yeah, there was something special in there for us, yeah. and for us to fall at the end there was it was, it was um, yeah heartbreaking, especially for a lot of lot of players that have um, 
come a long way and developed their skills and um, left work early, sacrificed overtime, sacrificed family time. Um, yeah, it was it was it was hard. It was hard to take. But uh, hey, those are rugby's. They, 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 that's that's um, uh, the, all the learnings. And um, yeah, so Grandma went on to play Eden in the final, and yeah. I'm really just quietly thankful that Eden won. That that was a good story, eh? Like they haven't won since no, ninety nine uh, years. Yeah, a long time, <laughs> a long time. So one of my one of my one of my good mates is the forwards coach for Eden, oh, and yeah. I was I was supporting him the whole time. And he's had his issues over the last few years, and he, uh, me being a lot older, he's always been uh, texting and ringing and asking for some thoughts and ideas on how to how to coach his group of guys and what I would do in this sort of certain in these areas here and and for him to come out on top was was huge and I'm I'm so so happy for him you know really yeah and, and even when he won it was just humble enough to send me a text and just say man Mans thank you so much for it <laughs> you know and yeah. for him to do that that's this class you, yeah. you, you can't you can't teach it. You can't coach it. You know, if that was me, I would be enjoying my time. Stuff you guys, <laughs> man. I did it on my own. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that was awesome. They're a team that came up, and I think they were fourth place, which they just made the semis. Eh? They did just make the semis. And yeah, they, 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 they were, won they upset, the semis and won the final. They yeah. upset ponies, and that was, and that was, yeah. yeah, that's a that's a dream story. Yeah, yeah. that's a Cinderella story <laughs> coming from, and no one, no one backed them. Mm. You know, and that was that's the danger. As you don't, you know, no one backs the underdogs, which is you know, you see grandma. Every day of the week, grandma will win, you know, and for them to just believe in those guys and don't worry about what's happening on the outside, don't listen to even all the, and mm. they and they they backed themselves and they came out on top. It was cool. Mm. It was awesome. What was the secret to their success? Do you reckon? Like this year, did was it, was it the players they had? Um, did they have a build up on players previous years that led to this year? Or? I think it was. Uh, yeah, it's it's been building over the last couple of years from what I've seen from the outside in and having chats with. Um, with the with the affords coach, I think having two guys that have played for Eden and fought hard and knows what it knows what it feels like to wear the jersey uh, makes a big difference because your players are going to follow you. Um, and when you talk anything about Eden, um, they can resonate, they can listen, and they'll run into a brick wall for you. And that's probably one of the things that probably doesn't hit strongly for me. I've never worn a rifles jersey. I've always been a white matter man, um, but up. But my passion will show it on the coaching and, you know, I hope that whenever I speak and talk and encourage and motivate that these boys will go out there and, and play play hard for themselves and for the jersey. And I, I think that's what Eden just had 32 guys that just believed in in the cause for them. And, and yeah, thankfully enough, they came out on top. It was awesome. And having two coaches that are past players, I believe, makes a big difference. And that's probably one one area that I need to work on is, and that's what I've, you know, understanding the rifles crest, understanding the the area, understanding the people around me, understanding the members, the life members, um, walking into the changing rooms, walking into the club rooms, and you see all the uh, the older men come over and talk to you and talk your ear off, whether you win or lose, you know, and, and I welcome that because I'm, I'm not a rifles man, yeah. you know, um, but I want to learn. I want to know the star, what the star represents. I want to know what the area represents. I want to know why rifles is the colours that they are. You know, I want to know the sponsors. I want to know, you know, and yeah, I might not like the answers, but they see this island guy coaching their team. Yeah. It's predominantly been over the years, Balangi, you know, and and yeah, I, I've got to I've got to show face. I've got to back these guys. I've got to, and it's they've been good to me. It's my third year this year, 
And we have some really good results over the last few years. And I've got one more year next year. And yeah, I'm all in. And we'll see how we go next year. So yeah, so far, so good. Preseason's been good. We've had some boxing boxing sessions, some school sessions on a Monday. Uh, had some positive conversations with, with a lot of the boys that are coming back. We're going to lose a couple. Um, but that's just the nature of the beast, you know. Uh, every every team is sixteen teams are fighting for. Like I said before, COVID. Um, no 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 players have been signed. No one's signed to here and here. We're not a professional outfit, uh, so every every player is, is free game. And hey, I just believe in my coaching style. And if you don't enjoy it, then yeah, hey, I I I, I back you, and I wish you all the best if you go to another club. If you come back under me and my and my coaching staff. Let's have some fun. Yeah, yeah, let's learn along the way. You know. So, have you had moments like that, like with, you know, like someone not into your coaching style? Um, it's funny, Kim. Last couple of years, uh, end of year review. Um, our our rugby development officer and our head of rugby. Uh, it's it's nice having people that you have to answer to. Um, and they're the ones that dot the I's and and cross the T's for you and say, hey, Marnie, how, how's this area going? What do we need here? What do you need here? Um, I feel that da-da-da-da-da. And they give you, a, give you a lot of awesome feedback. And it's just nice having someone, you know that there's someone there sort of just keeping an eye on you and just making sure that you're doing your job. Um, whereas at other clubs, I could have gotten away with murder. I think I mentioned before, Cam. <laughs> yeah, I, I could have, you know. Mm. And people trust me with these plays. People trust me with resources. People trust me with funding and i i could have just up and left you know i'll be an american now coaching in the in the major league you know um so it's it's, it's nice and rifles are a, a really good club when i was at Waitemata, we used to think the rifles was a stuck-up snobby rich club um uh, but it's far from the truth yeah okay we might have um uh a wealth of talent Auckland Grammar, St. Kent's, St. Peter's, you know, dual with college, a great catchment. Um, and, we, and we do, we, we, we are quite lucky for talent around. Um, but, uh, yep, yeah, going back to my reviews, just when you think that things have been going really well, and some reviews hit hard, you know, and some players come in and tell the truth, which is cool. And, and you can't take that to heart because you, you have to take that on board, take all the good and the bad, just like with anything, you know, with work, um, with family. Take the good and the bad, and you can't spit the dummy. You, that's how you make make. That's how it makes you a lot better, and you move forward into a positive, uh, positive light. I, I believe um, a lot of players aren't going to be happy. You're trying to keep thirty-two players out of sixty happy. You're trying to name a bunch of twenty-two boys that's going to take the field every week out of forty players, um, and. You know, it's taken me a while to learn, but it's one rule for everybody. One rule for I have one rule for you, Cam. If there's two different rules, I can't I can't live like that. Yeah. You know, you got to be upfront and honest with them boys. Oh, you're playing this week because you did this really well, Cam. I'm going to put you in the reserves because I want you to focus on these two areas, and then I won't lose any sleep because I'm honest. Yeah. Um, you know, I used to be a player, and coaches would just go, "Mans, you're being dropped from the prems. You're going down to the reserves, and that's it." I don't no. I don't know what what am I what do I need to work on? You know, and I I and I, I said to myself, if I'm going to be a coach of a team, I'm going to explain to these players what they need to work on because that's their right, and that's our job as as coaches. I need to make sure that Avi's a lot better when he leaves than he was when he first came under my under my reign. You know, and I, so far so good. Yeah, you know, I haven't got it all. I haven't got it all right. 
Um, but yeah, it's a learning curve. And like I said, one more year next year, going all in and see if we can go one step further, yeah. one step closer. It's, it's interesting you talk about that because, <clears throat> you know, like you said, self, no, we all know you're, you're what a bad man, you know, from back in the days, but going to another environment, you know, you've got to try and bring your skills to a new new culture, a new, try and mat, merge that identity, your, what you believe in, into their identity yeah. and try and, so, you know, when you're going around looking at the people around, looking at the colours, looking at the history, talking to old people, you know, you know, studying the culture of college rifles, how much of that helps you identify with the with the players? And you know how you talked about the, these rules for different people. It's a matter of getting that balance of having your rule affect the majority of the players. Like it's the we're talking about the minorities, right? Yeah. They have something to say otherwise. Yeah. But at least as long as you got the majority, yeah. that's aligned with the culture of the club. It can get complicated. Oh, hard out, Kim. Yeah. <laughs> big, big time. It, it was so much easier for when I was at Water Matter. Mm. Because I yeah, because you already know. Yeah, well, I yeah. live and breathe West yeah. Auckland. Yeah, yeah, I live and breathe Swanson, the wineries, the Babbage wineries, um, the White Matter Rugby Club, you know, the colour, the jersey, the, the, the logo. So I understood that because I played it. Mm. Blood, sweat and tears on White Matter number one, you know, and, and so it was easy for me to portray that in my coaching. Um, and then picking up a gym, uh, being a trainer, it, it went hand in hand. Mm. I encourage, I motivate, I inspire because... I was sitting across the other room and Michael Jones was on the other Sir Michael Jones was on the other side doing exactly the same thing. And what better mentor? Wow. What wow. better? You know, I, I had him in my, my coaching in my corner for two years, mm. you know, and he must have got sick of my texts and, and, and me <laughs> ringing, you know, but um, yeah, you're right. What better advocate? What mm. better someone that mana, you know, you yeah. know, it's, wow, powerful. Um, so I, I understood and appreciate what it meant to be from West Auckland. What it meant to be, what it matter when you fight, when you're playing against the ponies, the grammars, the varsities, all the big guns, all the heavyweights, because they had all the the sprinkling of all the Auckland boys. What it matter picked up the, and no disrespect, but what it matter picked up the leftovers, um, so 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 to speak. And so we were bat battling uh, well above our weight. So at rifles when I first went over, like I said before, this is my third year, my first year. Um, so we, I did a bit of rep stuff, and I I worked with um, the head coach of rifles at the time, and I was a forwards coach for the Auckland team, and he must have liked the way I coached and my 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 flavour. So he had offered me a role, and I went home to my wife and I said, you know what, I'm just going to stick with what I was a head coach at Watermat at the time. And I'm just going to stay Watermat because I was comfortable. I knew the boys, I knew the environment. I could get away with murder cam, you, you know, and 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 I was safe. I was comfortable, I was safe, just down the road, stuffed that driving through motorway to Rimuera, to St. John's, and then, you know, you know, and getting stuck along the way or getting stuck in the traffic for an hour and a half, you know, and so, and then, yeah, if it wasn't for my wife, I said to her, now I'm going to stay with her, you get your ass mm -hmm. in the car and you drive across Auckland and you go to your first training. So, yeah, long story short, I accepted the role and I've loved it. No, I've, nev I've never wanted to turn back. Rifles have been so good to me. Um, the the resources, the backing, the learnings that I've picked up, the new friendships that I've that I've built, the sponsorship. Um, it's far from what I believed in when we were playing against them. It's far from the truth. Um, you know, we've had some really good players come through. Um, the Bradley Mickers, the Orini Aes that that came through and played for for them. The guys that I used to play against when they were back at Otahu, you know. Um, 
and then we've, we're lucky enough to get um, Zahn Sullivan, Sione, um, Havili, who's playing down the Crusaders, Zahn in the in the Blues. So I've had some um, had some really good players come through the through the ranks, um, and I'm just loving my time there. So I'm really thankful that they're giving me another opportunity. Uh, me, Filippo, and uh, my forwards coach, Filippo Levy, and my backs coach, Maddie. So, yeah, like I said, all in. Let's just let's go for it, and hopefully we can get a get a championship. That's the that's the plan. <laughs> that's the plan, also. Yeah, man. Like, I was just thinking that getting outside your comfort zone. You know, it's you can learn some valuable, real valuable lessons doing that. Eh? Like, oh, Cam, it's just that initial step. Um, but I'd probably still be at Watermata, who's you know, if it wasn't for my for my wife and kids, Dad, you need a new environment. You know, I was I was I was getting sick of my own voice at Watermata. I was I was getting sick of my drills and and then, and, and just some of the people that I was working with. And then I'd come home and I'd take it out on the kids and take it out on my wife. It wasn't me. I was getting cranky. I was getting moody. It wasn't me. You know. So this opportunity presented itself, and and it's 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 been a positive ride ever since, and I've enjoyed it. Um, and, and you're so right, you got to step out of your comfort zone. And not just with rugby, with work, with family. you got to, especially us PI Māoris, we're yeah. too scared to make that initial step. We've got all these great ideas. But, you know, we're just like testing the waters. And, oh, no, it's too cold. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, a, I'm okay. Yeah, you're right. It's comfortable. I know the zone. I'm safe. Yeah. What have you got to lose? If you've got good family behind you, if you've got to build a good base underneath you, man, go for it. Well, what have you got to lose? Well, what's, what's going to happen? Did you ever think that you would leave Watermata Mans? Nah, never. Born and bred, I'm a Centurion, proud yeah. Centurion there, played over 100 games. But to go to um, College Rifles, did, like when you first heard that you could be like a coach there, how did the, init the initial reaction to you, like to yourself? Oh, I thought I was, I was, I was surprised. Like, uh, I think if you're confident in what you do, like, like I mentioned before, we were doing some rep stuff with the head coach of, of Rifles at the time. And I was picked as a head coach, and the feedback that came back was, man, Mans instilled this physicality. Mans instilled this a different side to this Ford pack compared to the year before. If you believe in what you do and you're confident in what you do, then it's, I think the results will speak for itself. Mm -hmm. And I was quite lucky that the head coach at the time and even the Auckland Union could see that we were sort of up and coming coaches. Yeah, let's give them a shot. Let's let's offer them, a, you know, a, a role here at uh, at Rifles at Rimuera. Um, but I did say to myself, if ever I was going to leave Watermata, I was never going to go to, and no disrespect again, I was never going to go to another West Club. I wasn't going to go to Massey up the road. I wasn't going to go to suburbs in Avondale. I wasn't going to go to Waitake down at the Trust. I just I just couldn't work with another West Club being so yeah. Close to loyal home. and yeah. honourable at Watermata. I, I, yeah. I couldn't, you yeah. know. And then, hey, this opportunity came up. And it was funny, it was when I made the when I made the call and I said, yep, I'm, I'm keen to come across. My phone went off, the texts and everything, you know. And it was funny because it was more negative oh. than positive. Yeah, it was, why are you going over there for? What's, what, what are you doing? <laughs> well, why are you going over there for? That club, you know, these are the guys that we hated. We didn't play, you know. <laughs> and But, uh, uh, like I said, I haven't looked back. And Kim, you know, I, I was scared. I was, I was really nervous and scared. My first... Four or five weeks of trainings, I was, you know, why would these guys listen to me? I'm a white matter man. I'm Westy. I don't know. I have no affiliation whatsoever. Yeah, there's a burger place that I know that's quite nice <laughs> up the top there, you know. Me and my wife have been to a restaurant up the top there, but that's as close as, you know. So what can I do? And, I, and, and it took me a while. But all you can do is just be yourself, have confidence in your ability, and just go for it. And these guys were fortunate enough. My third year this year, they, they, 
they, they warm to me. They enjoyed the way that I coach. And lucky enough, I've got head coach, you know, and I've got great people around me. Uh, rugby development officers, he's awesome. He's just in my ear the whole time. Um, Mans, what do you need? Uh, I think, you know, and he's, he's, he used to be a coach. He used to be the Auckland BC coach. He used to be coach for Tasman as well. So sort of, sort of similar to assume Mike, having someone with that wealth of experience in your corner and you can offer few gold nuggets here and there just to help you along the way you know it's just yeah it's it's, it's great it's yeah I'm, I'm enjoying it I'm, I'm really thankful that I've got one more year what are the um so when you went to rifles were they winning or like the season before were yeah, they, they were winning? always been a top four they had wow. always been a top four team always been a top top six team yeah but they got to the finals a few times but they didn't they choked against varsity and they choked against ponies um so my first year there, we got to the semis, lost. Last year, COVID, uh, sorry, the year before, COVID played a, played a big part. So all rugby was banned, Canceled, yeah. back end. And then this year, we got to the got to the semis. So we're there or thereabouts. Um, and what we're doing, uh, I believe we've got the right balance of coaches. We've got the right balance of people in behind the scenes. And I think we've got some, some really good players. But... This time, uh, and I'll, I'm sure a lot of coaches will, and teams will find out that a lot of players go, yeah, we'll come back, we'll come back, but they're going to test the waters over the next yeah. next few months as they do. Oh, what's Watermatter doing? Oh, what's Sabibis doing? What's Ponies doing? You know, so there's a lot of player movement. But, hey, these players haven't signed to these clubs. There's no no money being issued. So why not go and test the waters? Why not go, you know? But having seen that, my RDO is a bit, uh, he's panicking a little bit. Get on the phone and text these guys, ring these guys, <laughs> da, 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 and say, man, if you've done your job throughout the year and they've enjoyed and loved the way you coach and the way you, the atmosphere that you created along with the other coaches, then it shouldn't, hopefully it shouldn't be an issue, you know. And if they do decide to go and it rifles, our way of coaching is not, not, hasn't been for them, then I wish them all the best. I'm, I'm not going to, they know where we are. I'm not going to beg and plead. They know where we are. And if, and it could be a, a say, a, a frontline hooker. And he goes, that's cool. Well, who's the next hooker? I'm going to try and upgrade him. I'm going to upskill him. I'm going to try and get him to be where we need him to be, you know? And that's, that's your party. That's your duty as coaches. To make sure that these players are a lot better when they move on. And if they move on to bigger and better things, we just sit back and just enjoy the the spoils and enjoy the efforts and wish them all the best, you know? So, What's um, college raffles turnover of head coaches? Um? Uh, so uh, this is my sec second year. So this will be my third year head coach. Um, the coach that we took over had been there for eight years. So um, the the atmosphere and the culture, I believe, is really strong. Uh, so under the previous coach of eight years, he, he built a, a really good legacy, he built a really good, um, a strong culture within the boys. He's a, He was a varsity man, so he brought a lot of varsity players over couple of boys from Pickering, a couple of guys outside the area, uh, and they're still there now. When he moved, I was a bit worried that they were going to go with him because he's moved to Pickering now. So he's oh, the head coach yeah. at Pickering, so I thought he was going to go. Um, but a lot of boys stayed back, and I was quite thankful for that. So um, I don't know if it was my coaching or if I did a lot of pleading and and please, please stay here. And um, Is this some of the feedback when you have your review yeah. that you want to hear? Like you oh. want to hear these good things that oh, um, the reason why people stay and yeah yeah I I think Cam if you treat people like people my my players have to be good people first before good rugby players I believe because it can't be the other way around um, and if you treat them like players and you know their first name basis and you know their family it's just like a gym membership 
Oh, Avi, you're, you're 25. Oh, Avi, how's things? How's how's work? How's how are the kids? You know, how personal was that? Rather than you're you're number twenty five on yeah. the line. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, Avi, you know, let's let's talk about your game. Uh, I thought you did this, this, and this really well. These three things, these few things here. What about your tackling? How did you think? You know, if you have that conversation with your with your players that way, I think you're going to get a better response and a and a, and a, a better friendship relationship. I, I believe, Cam, may take may may take a bit of time, but it's important. Um, we've got a young, a, a young, a lot of group, a lot of young boys coming through the system, and they're a different breed. There's a different <laughs> way of talking to these guys compared to the guys that have been sort of been there over the last three or four yeah. years. Uh, these guys, their ego needs to be stroked, and uh, they need to hear what they want to hear. Um, but if you want to trial out for the prems next year, I'm not going to say no. I'll give you an opportunity, and at the end of the day, it's up to you. You, you make what you want of it. That's it. Give me a chance. Yep, sweet. You've got your chance. And if you're not going to make it, I'm going to be the first to tell you why. I need you to go back down to 21s or back down to the prem development, prove your worth and prove to us coaches as to why you should be in our, in our 22. That's, that's all they need to hear. And then I'll go home and sleep like a baby. But if I feed you guys lines and then the, you guys will tell me next week, months. Coach, you promised me that you're gonna. Then that's where, that's where a lot of the issues are gonna gonna happen. And then come to my review. Oh, Marnie didn't back up his words. He did this. He did this with these guys. Da da da. da. So, there's there's big brothers always watching somewhere along the lines. You know, was what well, you just described was that some of the culture you brought your own sort of um, thinking of how to do things. Is that what you personally brought into the club? Yeah, like I mentioned before, Kim. I was I was dropped a couple of times from prems, but no no explanation why. I I was I was I was in the dark. Was it my tackling? Was it my running? Did I hit enough rucks? Was I getting my stats? What was it? You know, what was I too slow? Was I hanging out in the backs? But there was no clear, no clear feedback, and I just said, "Was to that my, the norm back then?" I, is that is that normal? I don't I don't oh. I don't, I don't I, hey. Maybe it was because I was playing alongside Sione Lawaki and a couple of others. <laughs> <laughs> Just tell me. It's yeah. Wax, eh? It's Wax, yeah, yeah. He's going to start a movie, you know? Players like that. Um, but I mentioned before, when I become a coach, I need to give these players feedback because that's how you get respect, mm. I, I believe. Mm. Tell these guys, don't, 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 don't mess around. Just tell them straight, oh, you missed four tackles, two of them lead to tries. So I need you to go down PDs and focus on your and focus on your one first up tackles, and that's clear cut feedback. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. coach. Yeah. Well, coach, no, I didn't. I don't think so. Well, hang on. Here's the video. Here's the stats. <laughs> you watch it yourself, and then you, and that's the great thing about now we've got a lot of um, we've got huddle, which is a rugby. Uh, all our ga- games are being um, filmed, and then we can edit and we can cut it, and then we can give it to specific players, and they can see right there. So. But yeah, Kim, I, I, I was dropped a few times and I just didn't know why. And I got despondent. I, I, and when I went and did and played really well down in the in the PDs, I wanted to stay there. I didn't want to get called back up again because I was enjoying my run. There was no pressure. And, and I just thought, no, nah, these coaches don't, they don't like me. They don't, you know. So I was quite happy and we were building a good thing down in the PDs. But then at the same time, all my mates were playing in the, in the top. I mean, I want to be up there, you know. I don't want my family to come and watch me play. No disrespect, but mm. second-level rugby compared to the, you know. So I wanted to run out in the tunnel, Wadamata, one of the best <laughs> parks. That I've, good feeling having everyone mm. on the grandstand. You see your family cheering and you hear the the, 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 um, the hitting of the concrete of the feet. And, mm. yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was mean, mean buzz, mean buzz. I, I loved how you, um, like, learned from the past. 
and took it upon yourself to change it for the future. You know? Yeah. Like if that's what was happening to you, you know, it's it's easy for people to be taught stuff from 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 someone mm. and then carry that teachings on. Yeah. Don't but change don't it. Don't change according to the times. Yeah. When we see, you know, because it's because times do change. Yeah, hard out. And it's hard for people to recognize maybe it is to recognize that, you know, that times do change and you need to change the way you think. Yeah. yeah. What on, needs to be changed. What needs to be yeah. changed, you know? Like, yeah. Like, Some things that you keep yeah. can keep solid and keep with you. Yeah. But other things, yeah, you've got to move with the times. You, you have to, otherwise you're going to get left behind and then they'll pick another coach that's got more fresh ideas or, or, or um, that's willing to move with with the game plan or with, with where the club's vi um, vision is. So, yeah, you're right. Um, you, you, you're, you mentioned before, Cam, open mind. Yeah. You, you, you have to, uh, just in life in general, you know. You know, you just said something about um, when you look at other coaches. Is this a constant, I want to say the word competition, but a constant trying to get better? Like all the coaches, like you're looking at what they do and, and what you do. And is there like a forum or something that, Yeah, yeah. especially in Auckland, because I, I, I believe like, because I know Auckland rugby, they want their clubs to be strong. Mm. So Auckland, Auckland rugby can be strong. Yep. Right? Yep. So, so there's like a, Thing where is it there like a hierarchy thing in Auckland rugby where the all the coaches and all the clubs have to adhere to or like if there's um, some feedback coming down from the top all the coaches yep. take that on board yep. you know just like how the All Blacks how the All Blacks talk to their Super Rugby coaches yeah 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 hard up. and oh we need we need the certain player to be in this position because yep. it will help us yep we need you know we need Damien McKenzie to play more of, mm, mm. um. Number ten, because yep. he might be number ten. Yeah, backup number ten for yep. us. Like, so Auckland does that to all. Does yeah, yeah. So there's there is there's um com lines and there's feedback. Um, you know, back when it was um Alama and Filotetia, and they would relate back down to the head coaches and what they were looking for and which players in your team was on the in the spotlight and what they needed to work on, which was great. Can the com lines be a little bit more stronger? Yeah, of course it can. You, you, you know. Uh, and then there's coaching courses too to upskill all the coaches. Um, I'm not too sure if you guys know. There's Junior Polu from PAP. He used to be a, a Manu Samoa halfback, uh, Waikato Chiefs, North Harbour, um, Bradley Mika in the mix, uh, Tani Funga, All Black Hook, um, Manu Samoa Hooker, Jeff Yoromi, um, Rocky Khan. Um, wealth of experience. Wealth of wealth of uh, knowledge and coaches, all past and present of their own clubs, but now they're coaching their clubs. So, all us guys, you know, you can imagine the banter and everything underneath. But then at the same time, we're all upskilling and hoping each other will be a lot better. And uh, but there's only a, you know, a lot of coaches in Auckland if they aspire to to uh, rise up the ranks. There's only a few paying gigs at the top, and you know, other coaches are looking elsewhere, up and down the country. Um, really thankful that a couple of the Waitamata coaches that I played alongside that are doing really well. Uh, Craig McGrath is the defensive coach for the Blues, which is which is awesome. Mark Ozich, who held the reign for Hawke's Bay. He's got to Western Force. Yeah, there. he's gone yeah, over to Oz to play his trade. And they're all Waitamata. Him and um, Paul Tito. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're all Waitamata boys, which is cool. And guys that I played alongside, all, all Centurion rugby players. So it's it's cool. Oh. You know, and, and I, I, I want a piece of that. You know, I've always had a, an affiliation that I wanted to go over to um, to the States or to France or to UK. You know, um, overseas clubs are looking for coaches, let alone really good players. So, 
I mean, who's got the copy to travel overseas? Why not use your rugby and your coaching? You know, any sport. You know, yeah. the the MLR is a probably good study. Eh? I, I think I think that, so. They're a league that wants to come up. They're trying to come. Oh, they're, I and mean, they're, and, they're, they're, and they're like sponges. Yeah, they're looking for <laughs> yeah. coaches that can teach them. You know, they've got the raw talent, mm. but they just don't have the finer, yeah, uh, mental and physical of of, of the game. Yeah, you yeah. Know? but man, once watch, they get it, whoa! Do you watch that rugby show? That rugby team. Yeah, oh, yeah, man. Yeah, the American yeah, one. Yeah. Eh? Bro, like basically eh? some of those boys, see, eh? big boys, the eh? physiques. Yeah, see, Glenn Robinson, son, son, he's playing. Who? Glenn Robinson, the basketball player. No, oh, his son is in the rugby team. Oh, that okay. Team, that that program is based on. He's the he's the black dude. Wow, oh, there's there's a few of them. Yeah, he's. Yeah. I think he's the one that's on all the time. Like, yeah, man, there'll be there'll be a mean opportunity, mm. man. So hopefully, something comes up. Yeah, we'll see know. how we go away. You know, if we win that championship next year, then <laughs> yeah, I'll see you guys later. Because <laughs> that's a league that forget us, eh? A lot of Kiwis go over there, eh? Yep. Coaching or playing or... Yep. And some some Kiwi boys, even some island boys are running their own rugby clinics over there now, their own rugby um, academies, you know, which, oh. is, which, is, which is cool. And so why not aspire to be that if you're if you're an up-and-coming coach, especially if the gigs in Auckland are few and far between, yeah. paying gigs. Um, I, you know, I'd love to go to another province up and down the country. Yeah, why not, you know, explore other um, opportunities in your country before you have to go, go overseas. But we'll see. Watch the space. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to ask you something. Um, we had the the Canarac one day with um, with Stace, Roger, and Joey, and it's funny because every time we 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 finish recording, you know, there's some talk afterwards. And Roger brought up this thing that you know he should have said it on the podcast, but he didn't. But we talked about it after. But it was around what rugby was looking for in terms of the props. These days, they're looking for more leaner props, mm. mobile and leaner props. Did Rog put him at the top of the list? or He was, no, that's what he said. He said that was something that they were looking for. This day I, and age? I don't know if that's true or not, but he just mentioned it. Mm. Is that true? Like, is You know when I when I spoke about like how the top comes down, tells the coaches, oh yeah, we're looking for stuff. Is that one of the things? Yep. Yeah, every coach is different. Mm. Um, but this day and age, because of how fast the game is, and how fast yeah. and how how fast it's evolved, and how how long um, far it's come, this day and age, they want mobile props, good on their feet, good ball skills, and they can get around the park, not just hold scrums, lift in the lineouts. So there's a uh, the new age props. Um, That's what he said. He said um, they're asking coaches to put Lucy's in the props. Yep. Especially, and that's you know, my my heart goes out to a lot of players, especially number sevens, because I've seen some real good number sevens, uh, loose forwards, flankers, that are not tall, but they're they're mobile. They hit rucks. They smash anything. They win balls. They win turnovers. Win penalties, but they're not tall enough to be used in the lineup. So they either go into hooker. Or go into the into the props, you know, which is which is a shame. So they're having to learn a totally different position in a short time frame. Mm. Um, so this is actual um, instructions coming down. Yeah, to to you. Yeah, oh. and, and 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 just the overall picture as to where rugby is going mm. now. You know, if you're not a, and I'll probably make an exception. Well, actually, he's been used in the line a lot. Is uh, Ardi Savias? You know, he's not the tallest number seven, yeah. but he's still used in the lineouts. Mm. 
But Adi Savia is just on a he's just a different <laughs> different kettle of fish, different beast. Um, I mean, if you look like guys in the blues, like Alex Hodgman, yep, like he's not your typical looking prop. No, you know, but he's he's strong in the scrums, he lifts mm. in the lineouts, and he's quite mobile. Mm. You, you, you know, and he pulls off one on one tackles around yeah. the rucks. And those are some of the things that a, a, a naked eye wouldn't see. They mm. we all us guys, especially <laughs> with our armchair fanatics, we just see the the big frilly stuff. But we don't see the big pushes in the scrum. We don't see the close contact, low tackles. We don't see the guys that are hitting the rucks uh. in order for the ball to come shooting up the back, so all the the flashy backs can score the tries. We don't see that that type of stuff, you know. Mm. Um, but yeah, Roger, Roger hit in the head, and well, Roger was a mobile prop himself, yeah, yeah. you know. So of course, <laughs> he would have to he'd have to say that, and <laughs> and and, and, and uh, handy hooker as well. So uh. he played both both sides of the mm. of, of the front row. Um, yeah, when I think about someone that's mobile, who, oh, he's not a prop, he's a hooker, but um, Amor, uh, so yeah, far Amor. Yeah. But they, they want that kind of guy in the props there. Yep. Like yeah, yeah. he's just he's just explosive, mm. he's strong, he's tough. And man, that the tour, just the recent tour, I think um, made him. Mm. Uh, be interesting to see whether he, he'll get uh, the number one hooker spot now. Um, but yeah, that... I was a bit gutted, probably like a lot of Kiwi guys, a lot of New Zealanders about, you know, the way the tour ended and mm. um, those Northern Hemisphere teams are, oh, I don't know, I hate to say it, but are they taking over the number one, two and three spot, you know? <laughs> um, a few questions, as we all do about the All Blacks, our beloved All Blacks, we don't want them to lose at any at any cost, you mm. know, but um, be interesting to see. Uh, a lot of people are saying, you know, Zian Foster, but that's after the tour now, you know. But before when we were beating Aussie and South Africa and Argentina, there was mm. no one, no one saying, you know, who's Scott Robinson. But now, now after the after the tour, I think only people in Christchurch are asking for <laughs> Scott Robinson to uh, be the All Blacks coach. Yeah, but well, uh, what more does he? Have, what more does he have to do? I think Foster's been signed to the next World Cup. So that, that, that was another topic on one of the the kind of rucks we had. Um, I know Stace had a his opinion on the whole Dave um, Ian Foster thing. Um, because he, he criticised, and you you know you might be right. He criticised the way the All Blacks um, have that uh, succession plan. Like you can't come in as a coach off the out of the blue. No, you got to come up as assistant coach and yep. come up like well they have been doing. Yeah, ever since um, uh, Mitchell left, mm. they've started the succession plan. Mm. They've had um, Graham Henry with um, what's his name uh, Henson. Yep. And he's come up, Hanson. Graham yeah. Henry moves up. Hanson mm. comes up. Mm. And Foster's the assistant. So you're right. The succession plan. Yeah. The next coach will take over. Yeah, next coach. Yep. So they can't look at people that outside. Outside, no. That want to come in. Yeah, and that's a shame. As, yeah. Because we've got some fantastic coaches. Yeah. Jamie Joseph. Another one. Yeah. You know? Him and um, Brown. Mm. I mean, they're mean pair, right? With the J- Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really well Japan. Yeah, yeah. Scott um, Robinson, you know? Like... Mm. New yeah. age coach. Be interesting to see where he goes now. Yeah. I mean, what does he st- stick around, and wait for his opportunity, or? And um, you know, it's Ian Foster is just part of that succession plan, you mm. know. And I think you got to take the good from the bad, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you got to go through the bad times and keep them on. Yeah. So take them through the bad times and learn from it. Yeah. And try and um over- overcome it. Hopefully, in the next World Cup. Yeah. Which I think, I don't think we'll win. Mm. But based on know, what's happened now, based on. Based on two years is not enough to get it right, I think. Mm. I think, but um, yeah, 
I think a lot of the teams around the world are probably caught up or caught overtaken up with the help of New Zealand influence. I know, you know, especially yeah, Ireland. Is the key yes. You know, yeah, with the Kiwi players that on their team, yeah. um, Joe Smith. He used to coach there. Well, now he's on the island. He's in the All Blacks. He's playing All Blacks. Yeah. So, is there now a succession plan? Is he going to be the next one up? Oh. You know, if Ian doesn't yep. perform and walk up, are we going to see Joe Smith going to be? Well, you're right. You know, what was? Why couldn't they put Scott Robinson in there? Add some new flavour. I couldn't do that. Why, why, you know, so I mean, what does he mean to think now? But now there's a president because they they got rid of Grant Fox a selection yep. and put Joe Smith, in, so yep. they can get rid of someone else. Mm. You know, mm. and put Robinson in. Yeah. But then there's that whole thing about bringing your coaching team in. Like if you're a head coach, you want guys under you that yeah, you trust yeah, and, and worked with before. Like, yeah, mm. it's, it's it's tricky, yeah. Yep, big time. It's um, yeah, like I said, this 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 tour, it, it opened up a lot of questions for me personally. I thought, um, and you guys probably. I thought Akira was the incumbent number six, and you know he still opted for um, the guy from Waikato. I forgot his name. Um, you know, putting Rico Gear, ah, uh, Rico Gear, Rico Yuane at wing and then centre. You know, um, starting George Bridge ahead of Sebu Reese, and yeah, a few few questions. Everyone would have had their own questions, you know. Playing Brody Retallick, did he use him a lot? And he was tired in those big games. You know, so it's a lot of questions. Was Nipolo Lala the best prop that we had? I don't, I don't know. Heaps of questions. But if at the end of the day, if you see the majority of the boys, they back Ian Foster. Majority. And, the, and at the end, those are the guys that are, their views are more important than anything else. New Zealand public are sometimes unforgiving. Mm. You know, if, if we're not doing well, we, we'll be the first to get on their backs and just <laughs> ride them to, you know. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, you're right. It, it's uh, the next World Cup is is more fifty fifty, especially what we've been what we've seen. Yeah, uh, Aussie rugby starting to pick up, even though they lost to some of those teams. I thought they they made some come on leaps and bounds, but England, Ireland, oh, they look sharp. Yeah, yeah, really sharp, and no doubt they'll um, they'll be strong over the next few years. So. Mm. Yeah, it's yeah. All Blacks had a bad run this year. Yeah, you know, but no one, like you said, the fans, eh? They're so passionate. You know, you can throw in COVID as a big factor. Mm. I mean, these guys were away for how many months? Three months? Yeah. Uh, you know, like yeah. on the road. Mm. You know, it's 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 of course going to play on your psyche. Hard. Yeah, yeah. It's hard. You know, it's hard. Yeah, big time. But we're all blacks, man. We're supposed to win. Yeah, exactly. No matter <laughs> what. No matter what. No matter what. You know, as a coach, like. When, when, I know we talked about it last time we came on the podcast how you watch games and you don't see games like not like a as a fan anymore. Not a fan eh? anymore, Kim. You can't, man, that must be hard. Eh? Is it hard? You're always constantly looking at moves and all that. Also, I've got notebooks next to me. <laughs> Every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I've got notebooks uh, and I need to write down, oh man, what did they do at this line now? Oh, uh, look at that scrum. Oh, why did the ref make that? Oh, no, that was a bullcrap call. You know, uh, I, I can't just sit back and go, wow, what a try. Wow, what a pass. Uh, wow, what a kick. I, I can't. I'm just dissecting everything, and then I'm on the phone ringing my coaches and going, oh, "This is what I want to do. What yeah. are your thoughts on this?" You know, and it's just <laughs> it sucks. You know, the only time that I can get relaxed is if I'm watching NRL mm. because mm. I don't know. It's a different code. Well, that's right. <laughs> but as soon as I and um, I, I want to watch, I, I want to watch all rugby, no matter what division. You yeah. know, so I'm just glued Rush to the TV, and it, it sucks mm. because. My wife and kids are screaming for me to go, you know, <laughs> you guys go. You know, it's all good. Bring me something back. You guys go. 
but yeah, I can't watch it as a fan anymore. Um, which is which is fine because that's part and parcel of what I need to do. I need to upskill my players. I have got a duty to do. I have got a uh, obligation to fulfil for my club. And if we're not producing the results, then someone's head's got to roll. And at the end of the day, I'd rather it be me than anyone else because that's I'm not being cocky, but that's my team. They see me as the leader, and I'm, I'm, I've got to take them to where we need to be. And if I'm not producing the results, and if I'm not uh, keeping the the ship sailing smoothly, then yeah, questions have got to be asked. And yeah, I'd rather it be me, uh, especially after the losses. I didn't want to go into the clubs. I didn't want to do any interviews. I didn't want to talk to people on the papers, but I had to. You know, I had to eat humble pie and just say, oh, man, you guys were leading it. That's what happened. You know, I had to I had to be upfront and honest, and even though I wanted to just curl under a rock and just cry, you know. Um, but, it's, yeah, you got to take the good and the bad, and that's just with life in general. Um, and I needed my players to see that the coach was strong enough to take it on the chin, even though – I was representing us as a whole, but I still took it on the chin. I'm I'm the man in charge. There were faults. We got it wrong. Blame me. Don't blame any of my players. Don't blame any of my coaches. Don't blame the club. Blame me, you know. So Yeah, so you understood when the public was taking aim at Ian Foster. Yeah, for sure. You know? Yeah, like, totally. Yeah. Well, obviously a different different scale, <laughs> different spectrum, but yeah, New Zealand public, we're passionate. You know, we're passionate about our sport, especially especially rugby. And there's no bigger fans, I believe. I mean, yeah, you get the, the Barmy Army from the UK and the yeah, yeah. hardcore singing and but uh, yeah, no, the Kiwi fans are a different different bunch of different bunch of people. Um I don't know if you guys have been to an all black game or a sevens, uh, New Zealand sevens, it's just yeah, we're the we're the best. Our our support, our fans are, are the best. But oh man, especially a young kid, if they get thrown in the limelight and they're a hero and then the following week they don't do too well, and we just yeah we're sad. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> we just we keep them down. We just keep well, them down there. We sully them. Eh? Well, I know the difference between a Warriors fan and a All Blacks fan. A rugby fan. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can tell the difference when you're in the crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hard Two hard different out. things: Eden Park and uh, Mount Smart. <laughs> Mount but, Smart. Uh, <laughs> eh? Oh, Mount Smart's taking over now. Eh? Minor Pacifica. Yeah, man. Yeah, so, that'd be cool, man. Really yeah, excited that, about that new concept. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, I should be. Yeah, as long as they don't beat the Blues. Yeah, as long yeah. as they don't beat the Blues, exactly. Nah. I'm well, there's talk that it's uh, you know the Pacifica team and the Nadroa team. Uh, hopefully, it's not a make up numbers type of game and get smashed every week type of you know. And then they'll have to review the whole schedule, the whole format again. But uh, uh, yeah, okay. Some of the recruiting probably could have been a lot better. But hey, they're in there now, and we just have to. Get behind it and support it, and hopefully it's not a. Do we have to? Do we have to? <laughs> like, we, I still we still got the blues. Yeah, yeah true. We, the blues still own Auckland City. <laughs> but I mean, think about the opportunity that these other yeah. players yeah. Uh, that yeah. are getting that can't make the blues or can't make any of the super franchises, and they get a shot at, at you know, one of some of the, one of the Pacific teams. Yeah, how cool is that? You know, I can't help wondering. I can't help wondering that things that. That Tracy Atinga has spoken about are true. I can't help wondering that. Um, I know she came on this podcast, told her story about all of that stuff, and you know, to me, you know, being having this team a part of New Zealand rugby, having a hand in it, you know, with the whole percentage thing with the players and certain percentage of players have to be aligned with New Zealand rugby, you know, and does it really help the island? The island, the rugby island nations, you know, mm. doesn't really help. But I think with the whole 
rule change with the uh, yeah. yeah it's with, starting to sort of it's, it's like okay <clears throat> maybe it's not a big deal anymore mm. you know it's just another team that our island players can be in and, yep. and hope to gain experience yeah which is probably what which is probably what we want you know yeah you know but then you gotta look at the positions that some of the players are like the like the number 10 you know a pivotal you know important position yeah, you know you want marquee. someone marquee position you want someone from the islands aligned to Samoa, Tonga or Fiji to be yeah. in that position so mm. they can get the experience so they can go take it to their you know yeah. Samoa, Tonga and play in the World Cup mm. that kind of thing so mm. now nah, I think the um, whole rule change the eligibility rules change came in the perfect time mm. you know so yeah. I think with the whole Moana Pacific thing, like it's okay now for mm. me anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> easy to take. It's, it's softened the blow, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this morning the Fikitoa is trying to mm. get his eligibility for Tonga too, you know, yeah. and he's been fighting there for a while. It didn't work out with the sevens, so mm. hopefully it goes well. I mean, how cool would that be? All the PI players past that have played for New Zealand or you know some of the Aussie get to play for their yeah. I mean, you you want Why to not? see you want them see them you want to see them playing in the World Cup. Yeah, you want the World Cup to have the best players playing. Yeah, you know. Yeah, currently you're not seeing them. Mm. You know, mm. the, at least the ones that can't stuck in contracts overseas. Yeah. But yeah. now you can. Mm. So that's a good thing. The other side of that coin is that the guys that are <laughs> already playing, do they get pushed out yeah, now? What happens there? Yeah, yeah, yeah what happens yeah. to them? Yeah, right? exactly. And then you got to think about. Um, you know, longevity for the next few years, the mm. building of the you know, next next couple mm. of teams over the next few years, you know. So, mm. I mean, how cool would it be for a Jerome Cannon to go back to Manu and play in the next World Cup, who's still got a lot to offer, yeah. still playing. He just hung up his boots this season, you know. So, Ma'anunu, who can still yeah. offer. <laughs> you, you, you know, man, yeah, and not just those guys. You know, I'm sure there's a couple of um, Aussie players that can go back and, and help out. South African boys can go mm. back and help out, you know. So now it'd be cool to see um, what happens in the next World Cup because a lot of people, are, a lot of players are eligible are eligible now. Yep. Since the rule change. Yep. <coughs> so you know, a couple of sprinklings in each team. Yeah, we exactly. Make you sit up exactly. and watch, and you know. Man, I was so sad about Tonga when they played the All Blacks and they had to scrounge around for players. Eh? Wow. Club rugby. And there, there was no one eh, nah. available. Right throughout the whole series mm. which was a shame eh? their, yeah. ta- their team changed every which was which was sad yeah yeah but how and do you how do you pick up from that how cool would it be if they have a Fiki tour come in right in team, you know, yeah. a marquee player and then hopefully that will mm. put the powers to be on you know on standby and fight for this eligibility rule because Tonga Samoa can be a force if mm. all their players were available to them and play them if they want to play for their country give it to them Mm. Let them give back. That's the only way, and that's that's the only way that you're going to match up with the England and the Islanders. Just get these Island boys to go back and play for their rightful country. Mm. You know, I don't, I don't know. We yeah. just sit here and we just. <laughs> <laughs> How do you join the IRB? <laughs> what's the criteria? What's the criteria? No, it's um, it's it's kind of cool that that rule did change. And it's kind of, I think. Why all of a sudden, you know, it was a surprise. It was a surprise. I did not think they would ever do it. Yeah, you know, and yep. even three three years sounds long, but it aligns with a lot of players mm. to make the next World Cup. Yeah, if their teams, if Tonga lets them, I think Tonga will because they need help. 
they need players, yeah. but come with those players come sponsorship. Mm. You know, all that, all that, all that kind of stuff. Sponsorship, awareness, um, it's support. Just, it's just pride, right? Yeah, at the moment. Yeah, yeah, and it's. I mean, that, that can only take you so far, and and they help. But that's the epitome of playing for your country. How mm. cool would that be? That's pride. It's passion for you and your family to represent your country. But at the end of the day, if you're playing for a club that's paying your wages, paying your salary, and good money, mm. why would you go? Yeah. Well, you know, well, it's at the end of the day. Only pride, yeah. Well, that's right. Yeah, that's right. What, what can you keep? What can you keep them in playing for that? Playing for your country, you know. So after after the the rule change, um, Daniel Liu, he came on. He came on once it be, mm. and the, the the rugby part of once it be, and he said that you know how Samoa's supposed to play the Barbarians just recently in Tokenham? Yep, and it got cancelled because yep. of COVID. COVID. He said that they weren't gonna get any of the, the ticket sales. Samoa wasn't. Yeah. Wow. And I was like, what? Because yeah, Daniel Leo, he's the advocate for Samoa rugby. Yeah, he's the. Uh, yeah, he's a, he did, made that documentary, the um, Oceans Apart. That's right. That's about right. Um, wow. the welfare of the Pacific Island players. Wow. Yeah. Have you seen his um, short, little short uh, movies? No, I haven't. Yeah, you should. It's on. Um, I think you can get it on. If you can get some on YouTube. Short movies about what came. He's got a documentary about um, ex-players. Okay, so it's all based on rugby and ex-players and... Ex-Pacific ex Island players. Oh, yeah. okay. He's got one... The one I saw was the one with um, Rubini. Yep. And where he is now. Oh, okay. So he's broken back in the islands and he's living in the village and, you know. Wow. And he wow. talks about how he, he wasn't... He wasn't really taught how to save his money. Yeah. And didn't know yeah, how to... None of that support system, yeah, that support, network around yeah, the Yeah, that's right. And he just spent all his money and best player in the world at one time. Yeah. And now falling from grace, you know, it's yeah. sad. Yeah. But Damn. but no, he's because he's from the islands. Mm. So and he's back in the islands. So mm. he's come full circle. Yeah. So he's happy. Yeah. Because he's back where he started. But yeah. it doesn't matter because that's all he needs. Mm. That's his He's enjoyed it. He's enjoyed that, it. That's his heart. Yeah. That's his heart, you yeah. know? Yeah. That's what he knows. Mm. For real. Yeah. All the stuff was just loving rugby and mm. the things that came with it. But the message that he gives to yeah. all the locals, man, you can do it. If he can do it, mm. you can do it as well. You yeah, know? yeah. But that guy was just, he was just gifted. Yeah, he was <laughs> different, different level. He was almost like a, a Jonah-like, uh, Jonah -like, you know. Fijian vision. Wow. Give him the ball and just stand back and just in awe and just watch him. Well, he was evasive, eh? He was powerful. Yeah. And his speed. Top speed, his takeoff mm. of the mark, his swerve. Yeah, it was just crazy. It's just like a freak, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Few and far between those type of players. Yeah. You know, uh, and I'll, I'll put them up there with Jonah, uh, me mm. personally, Johnny Wilkinson, uh, Richie McCaw, Dan Carter. You know, that, that top players, yeah, you guys can add to the list, but. Cullen. Oh, Christian Cullen. Yeah. yeah. Besides um, the, I know the head coach, um, Job in that month. I know you, um, on the side there you run your own, uh, you run your own gym, your own um, fitness facility. You haven't paid for the last. Year. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. So you trying to call yourself out? <laughs> You're wearing um, all the gears, but you haven't paid. No, no, sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, um, so yeah, so um, uh, what what's what's happening with it? Um, when's the gym gonna open? When? Or when is, or when is it going to open again? 
basically. Mm. So this is our last week of classes. So we finished on the Thursday, 23rd, our last class, 5.30 in the evening. And then we're back on the 10th. Um, I think before we before we jumped on the podcast, we were talking about um, Zoom and oh, what yeah, that looked yeah. like during the lockdown. And um, I've done Zoom before. And although it was needed because uh, our members were still quite happy to pay during the lockdown, we needed to give them something. You know, you can't pay for something that you're not going to use. Yeah. Or so, so I did Zoom, and, and that was out of the comfort zone for me. You know, I've never, I've never been one to be in the limelight. I've never been one to, to show my face or do exercise in front of anybody, sort of thing, um, especially online. So I'm really thankful that I had the kids with me. Um, <clears throat> but this time around, once the um, the levels sort of started getting a little bit more. Uh, a bit more easier and we could do a few things i think people have just enjoyed training outside me personally uh yeah. rain or shine I, th I thought even before lockdown trying to get people to train outside was hard but this time around they didn't i, I think it's just it's what we've done so far especially with the gyms being closed for so long yeah um and and it's it's given the trainers a bit of a a boost as well training outside there they're fresh air and rain or shine in the elements you know you're not in the compass or comfort although I, I do miss it you know there's been a few times where it's been raining early in the morning 5 30 i was like, what the hell am i doing here <laughs> you know but hey if, the, if it's good enough for the members then it's good enough for me i've got to get out there and get wet like everyone else you know so uh so yeah this week's our last week um we've had some new 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 faces come through of you know you've really uh, lucky that you've brought a few people along with you too so they're probably sick of your trainings and um <laughs> so it's, it's 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 been yeah really good more families too um we've had husband and wives and their kids come through you know we've had about three or four five different bubbles you know all training under the, the one maximus bubble which has been cool um it was funny, I was thinking the other day, how can I give back to the trust because the trust has been our home for the last three months. And oh, I know are it's, you there now? Oh, well, just, just all our outdoor classes have, oh, been, okay. have been based yeah, yeah. there now. And the trust has been, and to think that they were going to charge people to use it one time. Oh, you know? really? Yeah, they oh. were a num number of years ago. I just, I don't, uh, yeah, I, I guess I've got to look into it because the trust has been a, a godsend. For yeah. everybody, and not just for Maximus, but for other other gyms and other little boot camps as well. It's been, and it's so cool, man, watching hundreds yeah, of other. people. We're all there to better ourselves, to get our fix, you know, de-stress, just go hard out, and then go home, relax, you know, put your feet up, you know. So, I, yeah, it'd be just interesting to see how how do you give back to to the trust because it's just been so cool. And I, I'm guessing all the other suburbs have got their own main. Yeah, um, trust stadium. If you want to say, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and it's just it's just really cool. It's it's nice to. Um, I'm glad that the break's coming around. Christmas, New Year, so we've got a couple of weeks off. Um, but at the same time, just watching everybody on the same path. Not only just our group, but there's four or five other groups around. You know, yeah. you can't go to the trust and not do any running. There's some sort of running. Yep, and it's <laughs> uh, it's it's just a great place to be. You know, no, no matter what time. Yeah, for for me personally, like um, because I left my fit club and I've come and, and started your classes and that. I, I actually like the um, training of the younger guys as well because at the other fit club there's no younger, you know, that aid the youth and that. Um, they're all man, yeah, they're fitter. Uh, that's the one thing I can take away is that 
the the guys that um at Maximus they're a whole lot fitter. Um yeah, just the the vibe, um the trainer's a bit dodgy but <laughs> <laughs> Nah, but I, I, I enjoy it. Um the people that have brought it across as well, they've they've loved it. I'm still waiting for a few more people to come to get back on their feet and then bring them to the class. But no. Um I really enjoyed coming to the classes. Um, being outside as well, rain or shine. Um, seeing some other friends that wouldn't come to classes, but now they're coming with their their families and that. Yeah, I think I've at the end of the day, it's just what you want out of it. It's just like anything, you know. You you got to ask yourself why. Why do you want those new shoes? Why do you want that new piece of clothing? Why do you want to go and get something to eat? Why do you want to do the fitness classes? It's just at the end of the day. I want to get fitter, I want to get stronger, my own mental, physical, but at, at the same time, like-minded people around you, um, good vibe, good atmosphere. I'm not I'm not a number, you know, they, the trainers know me by name, they know a little bit about my background. Everyone doesn't look at you, oh, man's only done eight, but I'm <laughs> doing 14. And no one looks at you, you know, you just yeah. come in, it's you versus you, yes. and it's, yeah. you know, that's what I'm yelling out and... Yeah, you're right. It's a, it's a good vibe, and there's some young boys in there that are, like to throw their weight around and lift some tin, and um, they're a lot fitter and lots faster. But it's it's you versus you of you know. Some of the females too. I man, I see them cracking on like yeah, pretty fit, you know. Yeah, and and as a trainer, you watch these guys, and they've over the last three months, um, man, they've, they've you know they complain. Oh, we're running again. Oh, we're doing <laughs> this again. Oh, we're doing this again. Yeah, they complain. Well. Are you getting fitter? Are you getting yeah. stronger? Are you losing weight? Is yeah. your husband or your partner looking at you and going, noticing some change? Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Get down and give me 10%. <laughs> but it's, and that's that's one of the big reasons as to why I, I do it. We've been in, me and my family, me and um, the Maximus trainers have been around fitness all our lives. Uh, so we, we, we understand and appreciate what it takes. Um, you know, I haven't perfected my game. My eating's not not the best, even though I tell people that, that it is. You know, just to <laughs> keep them in. Um, but it's work in progress, and it's not one thing. It's not just come in and train your your butt off. You got to eat well. You got to hydrate. You got to sleep. You know, it's. I think if you've got the upstairs right, then everything else will follow. Me, me personally, and it's just a, yeah, it's just an awesome vibe. Um, looking forward to the next couple of classes. Looking forward to the break. Yeah. Mm. Um, I just I just want to say something like um, so when um Maximus was at Wada, I signed up. Done a bunch of classes. Um, a lot of training with, uh, from Mani and some of the other trainers as well. Um, then I went off and I started training at a fit club, but I've never forgotten um, where I started from, like with the box fit, especially with the box fit stuff. So I went to this fit club, um, did some box fit, did some training, fit club, whatever. And then um, I got given an opportunity to start my own my own box fit class, you know, and and... and I can honestly say some of the inspiration is from being at Maximus because I remember all the drills. Oh, only some. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> no, um, the inspiration, uh, yeah, just um, remembering all the drills. Um, even though I repeat the same drills, you know, two or three classes in a row or whatever. Um, yeah, it's just, I just remember the times I was at Maximus and that was when we were at the the club, you know, what a matter. And I just remember all that. Um and it's inspired me, um, hooking up with the fit, uh the foot club, training with the uh, the foot club that I was training at, 
gave me the confidence, you know. Um, I started my own weights class because of the weights, weights we used to do, you know. Um, you know, I don't know if you, you may not see it, but some of your influences influenced, you know, on me as well. And then I like to, yeah, thank you. No, it's all good. <laughs> Thanks. Sorry. Do you want me to lean over and give you a hug? Or... <laughs> give me a kiss. No. Hey, hey, I'm just saying, like, um, yeah, some of the, the stuff that we, we used to do, train, boxing, and all that, like, it influenced me to start my own classes. Do you know what I mean? No, that's cool, Av. No, no, I appreciate the words. Also. And there's always, there's always going to get people in your lives that, um, you take a few little things here, a few gold nuggets away from them, and then apply it to your life, and uh, and then disregard all the other stuff that doesn't, you know. Nah, I don't need any of that. But no, that's that's cool. So, and 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 I would have been inspired and encouraged by other trainers. You know, I love going to other boxing. Okay, I I'd put on a, a boxing class, but it's not the end or be all. You know, I get I get um, I, I I lose ideas and I lose motivation too. So I need to go to another boxing uh session and get some ideas and reinvigorate and re-energize because you know members aren't our members aren't done well hang on we did the same drills yesterday <laughs> or we did the same drills last week so i've got a, it's always upskilling and just like coaching as well because if you ever sit back on your heels and think you know what and people come on and go man that was a mean class and you sit back and think you yeah, know yeah no i've got this so it's all good you know man you're going to get left behind when no, no no matter what part of, of of life it is it could be training it could be coaching it could be whatever could be podcast cam you know you know yourself you know and you're you're leading the way bro yeah. with your podcast and it's it's great we we're talking beforehand you're thinking well um put up some controversial stuff well, why not because this going to generate <laughs> conversation whether yes. it's negative or positive feedback but you, you got a reaction mm. you know and you can build on that you yeah. know so that's and that's cool and that's why i'm thankful that you offered me an invitation and it's my second time on here and i, I love it it's just mm. so cool and it's inspired and encouraged me again more so so I have to do a few more PTs to get some flash microphones like this over the next couple of weeks. So either that or other can start paying his membership. I just, I just want to point out to the listeners that we're not doing controversial stuff on purpose. <laughs> but but the stuff that we talk about, like when you're having a few beers with your mates, you know, in the past, like it yeah. is controversial anyway. Like we're talking about stuff yeah. that is controversial. Well, it's, it's conversations, it's discussion, yeah. and it's banter. Mm. But it's just the mics are there and the mm. headphones are there. Exactly, you, you know exactly. You know, so exactly, and it's it, to me, it's it's more real than anything else. Mm. And if, nah, if, if you are real, then you got nothing to worry about. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, cool. you know. What I want to ask you with the whole COVID lockdown we've had, like, when was back in August? Was it? That's when it started, eh? August, yeah. September, October. Yep. And this was the longest lockdown. Now we're in this red December. light, green light, <laughs> traffic um, system. Traffic system. Mm. You know, as a businessman, how how did that affect your business? Because it's a longer version of what we had last year. Yeah. Kevin, oh. okay, so. I'm, I'm I'm quite lucky that um, you know, they're saying is you know surround yourself with some real like-minded people and some good people, and you know, I've I've I've, I've got my wife, um, Shala, my brother-in-law Jeremy, and his partner Jess, uh, Jess's mum Dal, who looks after our books, and yeah, it's. Uh, I think I mentioned before, I'm only one piece of the puzzle. And without these people around me, yeah, I think Maximus would fold. Uh, you know, we, we had a had a, uh, a, a glitch in the system, a little bit of a, a, a speed bump in the, you know, last year we, we left Waitamata after nine years association, yeah. you know. See, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we so we left yeah. and one of the trainers, uh, you know, he's, 
yeah, he left and and, and uh, he's doing great things with his with his gym too, which is which is cool, which is awesome. So, um, Maximus has had to rethink, redirect, um, and yeah, so we're. Uh, we we lost a few members because of because of what had happened and the split. And you know, yeah, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. Um, but we, we're we're doing our thing, and um, yeah, it's 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 been it's been pretty tough. Um, I've been doing a, a few classes here and there, and some of our previous members I've seen doing other classes, which is great. You know, I've never been a, I don't bag any gyms, I don't put anyone down. At the end of the day, as long as you're active and you're enjoying your classes, wherever it may be. Yeah, kudos to you. Yeah, you know, and that's and that's cool. Come and say hi. I'll say hi, and we can catch up. You know, and and that's the that's the one thing that brings us all together. Is you want to try and better yourself, whether it's mentally or physically or, or whatever. Just come and say hi and, and catch up for a chat. But I'm not gonna. Oh, you were with us before, and da da da. You know, yeah. I, I'm not gonna do that because yeah. that's not me. Oh, why would I want to waste energy on that? <laughs> you know, yeah. and if they wanted to be with us, they'll be with us. If yeah, not, yeah. that's that's cool. But I'm not gonna. I've got to spend my energy against more positive things that more that need my attention, you know. Um, so we we're, we're doing okay. We're really thankful that um, that we had our diehard uh, members that stuck around with us no matter what, and and we haven't we haven't changed our our approach, our, our the way we take classes. So, um, but in terms of COVID, uh, we just adjust like everyone else can. Um, Applied for all the subsidies and try to steal as much copy as we can. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Jokes, jokes, jokes. <laughs> Love you, Jacinda. Um, <clears throat> but we're we're doing okay. Twenty twenty two. We've got a few things in the pipeline, so I'm really excited about that. Uh, more um, rebranding, um, different types of classes. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to the last week. This week of our classes, but then I'm looking forward to the two week break, so come back with a vengeance. I think I think everyone in general this year will want to come back bigger, stronger, more tougher mentally for 2022. I I, I believe, uh, and don't let COVID rule us as it, as it has been over the last few lockdowns. Uh, this is the only way you can ta- you can tackle it. Is the new brand new rebranding and the new um, classes? Um, is that been influenced by other gyms around um, or the change in times or yep. COVID yep yeah. and we mentioned about um, you know with your podcast with my coaching the feedback you have to you can't just sit back on your laurels and think that oh, okay I've got this you know I've got this because you've got to you got to always be on the especially if you're owners uh, you've got to be on the game the whole time and you just can't sit back uh, you know, I, I have to admit I do sit back and I'm quite easy to dictate but people look to me to lead and I, and I have to do as such, and they look to me because I'm the older, I'm the experienced, and you know, I'm I'm I'm, um, I'm a bit more, I wouldn't say in your face, but you know, I, I want to ask questions, I want to learn at the same time because I've got a group of people behind me that need me to lead. So okay, where do we go to from here? What can we do? What what classes are working? Um, um, where where to from from now, Cam? You know, you have to because uh, if you're just going to sit back and do what you've been doing the last couple couple of years, you're just going to get the same results. And then you watch all the other gyms start sort of taking over, and then you watch your members start going elsewhere. You know, man's as much as we love Maximus, it's not working for us. We're gonna we're gonna go here. And and those are some of the tough conversations I had prior to, to leaving Watermera. But uh, I think we needed to get out of Watermera. Uh, it was a blessing as to what what, what had happened. Um, and yeah, I nothing but love for the for the Uso and what he's done, and he's doing great things from what I hear. And yeah, I caught up with him in the weekend. And yeah, no. 
you just take the good and the bad and just just move forward. You have to because if you're going to sit there and dwell on it, then it's just ah, people don't want to feel sorry for people that feel sorry for themselves. They can. So where's Maximus based now? So we're based at the Trust. Okay. Resort, yeah. Yep. And we've got um, Maximus out at East. So we're based in Pamuo. So we've got another gym at Pamuo that we that I'm that I'm running out there, which is a different uh, kettle of fish. Um, the members out there love their boxing. They don't mm. want to do anything else. Oh, really? They just love their, <laughs> love, their, love their boxing. And they love Zoom. Um, whereas out here, they love the upfront and yeah. personal uh, atmosphere. All we all sweat. We all work hard together, you know, yeah. which is which is fine. But it's, it's great to have a different um, um, spectrum. That's interesting, eh? That how... The Pamio cats, they love different things. And they're, they're a lot more older. They're <laughs> oh, a lot okay. more older crew out, yeah. out, 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 out. Maybe it is. So it's more convenient based. Well, it, it is for me because mm. then I get the best of both worlds. Yeah. Over there, you know, I run Zoom, I run boxing sessions, and then over here I come and do barbell sessions, dumbbell sessions, kettlebell sessions. So I get, I, I get a mixture. And then I work with the, with the younger, sort of so to, to, to a little bit younger than me. Then over there I get to work my age and a little bit older. Um, so it's, and I don't mind the travel, sitting in the traffic going from here to Pamua, GI, um, Mount Wellington, uh, I'm, I'm always, always thinking, so I don't mind the travel, um, but what a difference, if you miss the, the uh, motorway by a couple of minutes, you're stuck in the traffic forever, <laughs> especially going through the Pamua township, eh? you, know, you know, every barber and every bakery as you're walking, uh, traveling <laughs> through the, the main township, so. It's, yeah, oh man, I've, I've never been a gym guy. I've never been going to the gym because I know something about training group, in front of training, uh, training with other people <laughs> around you. Yeah. To me, I feel like you oh. felt that way a long time, Cam. I when when I was young, um, when I was young back in primary school, I used to go with my older cousin. We used to go to the club physical. When club physical was at Lincoln Road above. Oh yeah, yeah, the yeah, doctors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. When it was up there. Yeah. Yeah, my cousin used to, and I used to go over, go for just to play around. I was only about 12 or 11 back then. Yep. And yeah, I just never, from there, like I, I couldn't believe why she was training and people around. Mm. I thought it was like embarrassing. Oh, that's what I thought in my head yep, yep. when I was that age. Like, and that's what you've carried with you. And, you know, and I never thought I'd go to the gym and do training, you know, mm. in front of other people. Had you tried it? Uh, yeah. You joined a couple of gyms along the way? or I, I did. <laughs> It's funny because I had the drink out with one of my cousins. He's a personal trainer, and he got drunk, and he sort of like smashed my my place up. <laughs> what? He got yeah, he got drunk and did something. Anyway, um, he's a personal trainer, and to apologize, you'll give me free lessons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice! <laughs> did you use it? Yeah, I used it. Yeah, me. Which and, gym was he at? Uh, I can't see, but um, <laughs> anyway, I went. For like a month, I think six weeks. I went for six weeks. Yeah, man, I was good. Yeah, it was good. He, he was personally training me. Yeah, did all the all the sets. So what? What made free, you? What made you do that? Apology. <laughs> so what made you do that though? If you were still had that mentality about, I think it's because he was my cousin. Then like, oh okay. But I was still like nervous. Like, looking yeah, yeah. Like so you were comfortable because yeah. he was there. Yeah, I was comfortable because he was there, but I was nervous. Cause Just I was a self-image thing, or what? What is? It's it's the feeling I get when I think it was it, nah it is, I know it's the feeling when you're not doing as much as the other people. Oh okay. Oh, okay. You know, mm. like am I am I if I'm lifting something, and am I like 
It's just like little, yeah. <laughs> small, like oh, small weights, okay. and everyone else is doing big weights. It's so that. But worried about what other people. Are yeah, like, oh, I'm worried okay. about what other people think. Yeah, or, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was a big deal. Just the gym or in life in general as well. Uh nah, and it, it goes through. Yeah. This is my high school days, right? Mm, mm. You know. So, mm. yeah, it follows through with mm. what other people think. Mm. You know. So, it's funny because, you know, doing the the podcast now. Like I don't, I don't really care. Stop it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm nice. just doing. Yeah, So, yeah, it was a big deal. Oh. That that's why I wasn't a gym guy because mm. I wasn't. I was too afraid of what other people think. Yeah, and I think a part of most of my life, like growing up, like it was always about, it was always like that. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, those kind of things that make mm. you feel or act like that because of those little things, and then now, yeah, you know, you come full circle, and now it doesn't doesn't really. Yeah. It's not a factor anymore. Yeah. You know, so yeah, so <laughs> kind of going off topic, but <laughs> but yeah, it was just like that's the reason why I never went to gyms and that, like, because I I I want to train all by myself. Mm. You know, I did mm. the training. Yeah, I know. I myself. know. Um, I know there was a time when um, I think you're on a weight loss challenge with your family, and 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 um, the, the I remember I saw you one time. Mm. And then the next time I saw you, you had shrunk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but see, you did all that. You did like a family boot camp or whatever, right? Yeah. But then you and I and I know you were telling me you used to walk um down Queen Street, eh? Yeah, so I used to take our walks at um every lunchtime. Take our walks on my break. Lunch so break. how did you feel when you're doing that? When you're walking with everyone around? No, you didn't. Nah, different feeling I, compared to I'm, the gym because I'm just walking. Yeah, like yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm walking on the footpath, mm, just normally yeah. like everyone yeah. else. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's not like so. All that weight you lost outdoors, never in the gym. Yeah, you know that year, that was one year that I decided. There was one year I decided I would lose weight, and I lost um, I lost twenty kgs that that whole year, just by walking and and drinking uh, tank juice, <laughs> just tank juice. Because um, I got into the whole um, Fasting thing So I only ate At work at, or something No, I only ate at 12? At dinner One time oh, I just yeah, had dinner yeah. That was it Wow yeah, I had my, Fasted I had, the whole I had coffee in the morning Yep Maybe have a tank In lunchtime And that was it And then Your meal was the dinner meal was at dinner And that was and it And then do it again the next day Yeah, every single wow. day For the whole year And yeah, I lost I lost I lost tw- 20 kgs that year How did you yeah. feel? Were you hungry? Were you starving? Was did it play mentally on your mind, or were you happy with the way you? Were? Uh, with the fasting, it, no, it was like the first two weeks were, was hard, but then I got used to it. Mm. And then it was alright. Yeah, it's yeah. the first couple of weeks. Yeah, it's like the hardest. No matter with you, anything, you got to get over it. Yeah, hard out. Yeah, first couple of weeks, and then once you get that break that barrier, then you know you'll be. Mm. You're gonna have but, some crap days, but yeah, but but my problem is keeping it. Maintaining end, it, maintaining yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You've fall, done all this hard work, yeah. and then now you're here and enjoy then it. Then, yeah, yeah. Hard then fall back. I'm yeah. always had that problem. Yeah. <laughs> but then, yeah, it's like an ongoing thing for me. Like, especially when I had my uh, when I had my um, hip injury a few years ago. Oh, and so more. Yeah, you know, oh, like yeah, after that, uh, it's hard for me to train because I can't run. Yeah, because mm, my injury. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yes. So, I haven't lost weight since. It still plays up every now and then, Cam. No, or? no. the injury doesn't play up. It's just uh, I think it's just the mentality. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But that's yeah. Oh, I, I want to actually do something about it. 
mm. like next year. Mm. It's all cliche. First of January. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. You just got to get out. Like, give it a go. Go out there again. Mm. I think it just comes back down to your why. Why do you want to do it? Yeah. You know? I, I saw, was that, your, was that your daughter out there on the bike? Mm. Active out there, you know? That, that's a... That's yeah, a, that's, that's a, a reason why, you know, so, you know, all the kids as Especially well. Especially in our age, you know. You don't have. Can't you know. just sit back and watch them anymore <laughs> from the couch. No way, man. So it just comes down to your why, Cam. You know, and yeah. You've got your personal trainers around here. We'll say if any time you need a, need a hand. And I'm trying to get them to come. <laughs> chuck on those t-shirts at the back there. But I think, for me, it's it's not the work. It's the, the, it's, it's the mentality. Mentality, yeah. building the habits. Yeah. That initial, yeah. yeah. When I'm working, it's easy. Yep. I can do that. Yep. But it's just the voice in my head saying, uh, nah, do it tomorrow. Mm. Well, do it, you know? Mm. Oh, nah, just do one push-up. Mm. You know, the voice. Mm. Yeah. It's trying to We get always surrender to that voice. Yeah, eh? yeah. No matter what. Eh? It's, our, it's easy. It's our go-to. That's, yeah, yeah. that's what we do. I'll do it tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. With anything. I've, I've got that voice, bro. Yeah, yeah. And it's always constantly saying, telling me, it's all right, just have one burger and, mm. and then do it tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. is that with work it as well? Uh, is that with work and other things that you have to do for work? Oh, tomorrow, tomorrow. Or uh, are you pretty good? You're pretty strong. And no, nah, I'm pretty strong at work. And oh, stuff. okay. Yeah. Like if I need to get some stuff out, I'll get it out. Yeah. Yeah, it's just the uh, or health. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the health. I know. Yeah, you know, yeah. I know I'm unhealthy. I know what I need to do. Mm. But just that initial start, that, that mindset. Thing. Just that voice saying, "Do it tomorrow." Yeah. But he's, the voice saying do it tomorrow every day. Yeah. So I'm never going <laughs> to... I remember a couple of you'll podcasts. Get there, so you'll get there. You'll get there. A couple, couple of podcasts ago. Remember we were talking about our motiv- motivation or whatever? And, mm-hmm. I, and I told you, like, um, you've already done it before. You've lost the weight. So you already know what to do. Yeah. But not nah, yeah. But that, that's the problem. You already know what to do, but you just don't do it. Mm. Something needs to tell you to do it. You Was know? it because it was hard the first time? No, I I don't know why it wasn't hard. When it th- I mean, it, it might it might have been, but I just can't remember mm. if it was. Mm. But I know I did it for a whole year. Yep. And so what were you getting from Tank? Oh, just the the one with the the one of the kale. Oh, okay. <laughs> Whatever yeah. I had kale, it, so, um, I just want kale. Cabrini green or something like that. Yeah, green something or something like that. that. Yeah, yeah, something nice. Like that. Yeah. And so and but you enjoyed those. You enjoyed the walking. You enjoyed that, eh? I enjoyed the walking. Yeah, I did enjoy the tank, but I just knew I needed to have it. Yeah, you know? and what were your one meals? What were they? Big big meals? It was like steak and veg. Oh, okay. like meat and veg. Yeah, and that will last you to the next day. I mean, it was boring because it was the same thing. Mm. <laughs> mm. Was anyone else on that same path as you, or just you? Nah, just me. Like oh. I just thought to myself, I'd just do it. But um, that was before my injury, so I I was running oh, as well. I right. ended up running at the end of maybe the last four months mm. of that year. I started mm. running. Yeah, twenty kgs, man. But um, I know it was slow because I I never did like any any weights or anything. Yeah, it was mostly just walking. Mm. Mm. So it was a slow. It was slow, but yeah, yeah, I did get down to maybe a couple of kilos off my goal. Mm. But, oh, wow. but yeah, but comes through, then it went back up the next year. Yeah. <laughs> you got our number, so anytime you need a hand, brother. Even if we have to all get on the same wagon together, it's funny because um, um, we had we had Jordan on, yeah, we had Jordan on last week and we spoke about you know you know that guy, um, David Goggins, 
Yes, that personal trainer. The body, yep. Yeah, the one that's out there and yells and screams and yep. Because he's got here, he, he's got a book out, eh? And I never, I never got to read his book. But um, after that podcast with, with Jordan, we we mentioned him and I, I downloaded his book on Audible and I started listening to his book and man, that, that's given me some extra motivation. Eh? Awesome. Like what he has to say because that guy is hard out, eh? Yeah. Hey, he's one lifting the, weights and he's talking to you. He's running and he's talking to you, yeah, yeah. man. Because he, on, the, on his on, the, on, the, on his book, because it's a, I was listening to his book and he was talking about you look at the mirror. The mirror tells the truth. If if you're fat, you're fat in the yeah. mirror. Like do something about it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. He's straight to the point. Eh? <laughs> you might hate it, but he's he's telling the truth. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's telling the truth, and he's just uh, there's another a bodybuilder, Seth. Mm. For us, I think I was telling you, I've he's he's the truth too. He's, he tells it like it is as well. You mm. know, he's just uh, and he's swearing at you. You think come yeah, yeah. these bullcrap excuses? <laughs> da, 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 da. He's telling you, telling you like it is, and you might not like what he says, but mm. it's truthful. It's it's the truth, you know. Yeah, yeah. So hey, at the end of the day, it's it's just you. And you're right, the mirror does not lie. And if you don't like the curves <laughs> and the edges and the 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 weight that hangs over the belt buckle and you know mm. a few things here and there, at the end of the day, who can get you out of it? It's you. Mm. Who can make the changes is you, you know. Everyone else can support you, but at the end of the day, you got to make the initial. But it's, yeah, it's taken me a long time. But it's mental. You, you, uh, once you get upstairs right, and you're focused upstairs, everything else is child's play. I I, I believe anyway. Mm. So, but that's cool. You can get some a bit of inspiration and encouragement from David Goggins. Yeah, I mean, mean. yeah, that guy's. To other people, they might cry when you, they hear him. Yeah, like, he's extreme. Yeah. Eh? But sometimes you need that voice, eh? Oh, man. Some home truths. Nothing wrong with some home truths, eh? You know? I mean, how do you feel about the world trying to not be offensive to people? You know, that it goes against that kind of thing society's yeah. heading, eh? Yeah, yeah, hard up. You know? To, um, like pol- political correctness yeah, going around. Yeah, yeah, Cliche, you got to be, yeah, hard up. Nah. Nothing wrong with some home truths every now and then because mm. you need it. You need it. I mean, you're blaming everybody else around you, but it's you. you. Who needs to make the change? Who needs to get up and make, you know? Yeah, that's you. It's, it's, it's taking it's taking responsibility, eh? And how do you learn that? How do you like like for you? I know, like last time you came on, you were talking about um, doing a a mental health course. Like, mm. in, how how was that going? Like, you go um, get into youth work and oh, I, I want to. Yeah, yeah, Kim, I want to, and it's something that I've I've always wanted to. Uh, especially in our gym, because I see a lot of guys come through our gym and you know, smiling and happy, and they smash those the sessions. But you know, I want to, I want to, I want to talk to them and, and and ask a bit deeper. But then at the same time, why should I tell Mans my secrets or how I'm feeling or you know? But I, I want to create a safe space where we can sit down. And it may be that I might have to reveal a little bit about myself in order for everyone to trust me, you know. But um, I had my best friend um, tell me that he had a midlife crisis, and I didn't know how to handle that. Here I was thinking, you know, we catch up every now and then, and and he's telling me this, uh, and but he couldn't. He he already told his younger brother, and his younger brother was taking the brunt of it all, making sure that he was okay and he wasn't affecting himself and thinking about suicidal thoughts. You know, I was the hell that's my responsibility i'm you also you tell, you tell me we're the same age we go through you know thick and thin and, and it was something that you know so um it's something that i, I really want to get into and i want to talk to people and just let everyone know that you know, I'm, I'm here talk to me uh, well i don't care i'll just sit and listen i, I, I don't care um but so many 
great advocates out there doing awesome things for mental health, especially for for men, PI men. Uh, I think we mentioned before, Cam, that um, you know we were brought up in a in an area where hey, don't cry, you know, keep quiet, don't cry, don't show that's weakness. I don't want to see any tears. I'll keep going, Uma. Yeah, you know, finish, you know, and um, we don't talk about our feelings ever, and that's that. That was the um, upbringing that I had. Um, but now, this day and age, and we mentioned about millennials, and we've got the highest suicidal rate, we've got the highest mental um, illness rate within our youth and PIs, and there's you know, some great people out there doing some awesome things, you know. So, um, but I do want to get into that course cam and i feel that i can maybe help one person if i can help more than awesome just to talk just sit down and just one one guy to another and just sitting down and and, and if i have to be vulnerable and express myself then i will because i've got a few things that everyone's got something in their closet that they they don't want to reveal but um it might have to lighten up lighten the mood in order to for others to express themselves you know so yeah i like how um health and exercise plays a big part with Happen with the mental health side of things. Like if you're if if you're healthy and you're doing things for yourself when you're training, doing things for your body, getting healthy, it's a big part of that. No? Mm. Like you're you're feeling good. I don't, you know, yeah, it releases all the endorphins. You know, they're, yeah. so, they're so true. You feel so much better than when you walked in. You're mm. walking out. You feel so much better. Mm. Hit the bag. Jump on the bike. Go for a run. Do some stairs. Yeah. You feel so much better. Release the negative stress. The negative energy. You know, and it's. Exercise is the best medicine, and that was a big thing John Curran preached. Thing, eh? yeah, when he was going, f- when he did the whole depression awareness, uh, mental health awareness, like mm. exercising was a big part of the journey of getting to the safe, yeah. good place. Uh, oh, yeah. And you opened up the doors. A lot of mm. uh, sportsmen, sportswomen have opened up and come out about their mental um, issues. You know, which is which is cool, and that's brave in itself. Um, you know, you hear the the um, the lady from the Black Ferns, the hooker that's come out and said about some of the things that she experienced in her time in the Black Ferns, you know, which is which is sad. And I, mean, I hope it didn't happen, but for you to be picked in the team because you can play the guitar is uh, it's not a it's not a pretty good, you know, and and to be told that as well, you know. So I, I don't know, it's two sides to every story, but um, you know, you want to get into a, any sports team on your own merits, not just because you're good at playing the you know, inst- instrument or something, mm. you know. So. You know, when it comes to the, the the average New Zealand sports fan and athletes, and 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 the criticism that our fans have to professional sports players, particularly league players or or, or rugby union players, Super Rugby players, like because like I think I don't mean to be controversial, but when it comes to mental health on the athlete, like how much does the fan, the criticism from fan play a part in, in how they perform or not perform or if the professionalism calls for you to be strong to handle that kind of thing. I mean, is there, is there a line drawn between athletes and the fan and what, what goes on in the media and all that kind of stuff? Do we, are they are the athletes ignoring it and just moving on? Or is it is it something that oh the fans can't say these sort of things? Uh, that's that's a tough one, eh, Cam? I, I I've I've you know, I aspired to be a professional athlete myself and I'd never quite got there, but 
I, I read stories and I've spoken to a few players and, and we mentioned before New Zealand public are you know, when you're when you're the uh flavour of the month, they will get in behind you and support you to the to the cows come home. But if you're not, um then they'll they'll ride you to to the next person that, that that's the the flavour of the month. But yeah, I, I reckon uh athletes will be lying if they say that it didn't play a big part. I, I believe it does. But then how important is um obviously mental toughness, your support crew, your family, your upbringing, um, your mental and skills coach, you know, just, just getting in your ear that support, especially for young kids uh, these days. Um, and every athlete has had their day in the sun and then every athlete has had their day in the in the slumps, you know. Um, but it's how they pick themselves up and just having someone around you that will that has been there before encourage you pick you up and just support you because if you leave them by themselves they're not gonna yeah it's just it, it, it'll be an uphill battle from there and we could there could be another stat but yeah I think if they sit there and tell you no it doesn't that negativeness is not gonna play a part of my mental of course it will I, I believe it will and it, it does on us sometimes in life in general me personally so uh, just having that um, good network and that family support around you I reckon will play a big part even the likes of Richie McCaw and, and Dan Carter, you can't tell me that they've had their, you know, it's always been plain sailing. No, no way. Um, but, yeah, I, I reckon it will play a big part in them and um, how they're shaped and how they're moulded. And you got to learn to tough skin, take it on the chin and just move forward. You know, last time we were on the podcast, um, you talked about um, what you guys were doing with Farpo. Oh yes, yep. yeah. How, oh, how's that nice. going? How's that going? Uh, so that's that's um, on the back burners at the moment. So mm. our 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 group have um, parted ways. We I think we wanted to. My wife wanted to start it at a, a busy time in everyone's lives. Love the concept. Um, we got as far as uh, the logo and the groundwork and getting it affiliated, government wise. But um, yeah, we're looking to pick it up in the new year and get some traction again but everyone's just moved on and busy uh, new jobs uh, one of the other guys that was with us he's started out his own program uh, with mental awareness too and he's got a foot in Waipareira um, Oranga Tamariki so he's keen for me to jump on that as well so Whapo was taking a back seat but it's something that I'm, I'm really keen to build some traction on because it's something that my wife put together and we've got four or five other people on board that want to so um you got a good memory, Kim. Oh man, oh man. I was all recorded, so yeah. <laughs> did your homework. It was no. nice. So that, that's no. where it's at at the moment. So it's yeah. definitely on the back burners, but it's something that we want to put a bit of effort into into next year. So yeah, everyone, it's it's funny, especially when you get a group of people around. Um, life just takes over. It's hard to get everyone on the same on the same. And, and my wife's just full steam ahead, and she just wants to make sure that everyone's on board. But you know, life takes over and you know your own work and your own vision your own other little mini projects it's, it's hard to be on the same page you know so 2022 hopefully hopefully if you invite me again the third time you must be getting sick of me now no nah, man hopefully um 2022 is smooth sailing i know the omni crown is you know out there and mm. putting some fear in every uh, government around the world yeah i know on the news one came in there eh, and it's an miq or mm. was it gone past it one well, i don't know yeah but that it's a, it's a scary thought to think that, you know, we've already went past the, the 
we ran this traffic light system might not happen anymore we might go back to level four again when the zombie thing comes on but yeah it's you know we spoke about this before we jumped on the mics but that uncertainty that sucks eh? and you have to feel for people with businesses and you know trying to you know trying to make moves and can't you know even even with the going overseas and when's that gonna happen you know it's like it's unknown you know and yeah it's hard man it's um yeah so hopefully 2022 for everybody yeah especially Aucklanders I mean I, I know the whole country's done it tough but Aucklanders you know, no one wants any Aucklanders to travel down to their to their area to their community or province you know so um yeah I think um we spoke about uncertain times and how tough it is on everybody but just live in the moment and just go for it and take your family with you and that that's a sort of like resilience we need to have eh? you know like we just got to do what we, we just got to do it we just gotta yeah. adapt adapt to the, exactly you know? and don't let covid run your life mm. you know, other way around you know, you know and yeah of course wear masks and social distancing here and there but at the end of the day you just make sure that your own backyard is clean your own family's all good because that's all you can do you can't control the next person you can't control the people at the restaurants or at the concerts or the you 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 can't so at the end of the day you just make sure that you're you're doing all the the safety precautions as best as you can because yeah because if you let COVID just run you know now we shouldn't do this now we shouldn't do that because of this because of this thing that's just just ah. having to look over your shoulder there's no way to live you know having to do letting COVID run your life and it, it, it prevents you from doing things and just ah, who wants to live like that yeah you know and especially if you've got young family they need to know that mum and dad are they're in they're in control they're in charge they're leading the way because the kids will see you and they'll follow you you know so we have to like you said resilient strong be leaders adapt and just just move forward as best as you can enjoy christmas and new years and then come back 2022 with a vengeance with uh, a a goal-minded orientated mind and just, just smash it um yeah um you know coming back to the rugby scene like i know auckland 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 Kenny's Manukau, Wolf Harbour got <laughs> out of the NPC. Got out of the NPC because of the COVID thing. Because we're in uh, level four, level mm. three. Mm. Our borders, Auckland three, borders yeah. were closed. Yeah. You know, at the end of the the club rugby. Um, what happens then with the with you yourself as a coach, and when NPC starts, it's in. Like, are you still involved with um, with the scene or? Not not as much as not as much as the reps. No, I, then that's yeah. when I become a I become a fan. Uh, some okay. of, some yeah. of the coaches were still asking about um, players that are still in our in our in our ranks because um, for other other teams that are going around. So Auckland did play a couple of games into the NPC before before they they got ousted, which was um, which was pretty sad, but. Uh, yeah, after after our season, if there's nothing going on, if there's no sevens because they can sevens, um, there's normally trips overseas, uh, invitational tens, um, but all that was knocked on its head. Uh, and I think by that time, I think I've just been burnt out, and you just want to sit back and just just enjoy your time and enjoy some good rep footy. Um, and then 
uh, we mentioned before, you just do all your reviews, your prize giving is is at that time as well. And especially how we ended, I, I just wanted to get it all done, <laughs> get it over and done with, and then and then just yeah, just leave me in my own little hole and just I'll come out when I'm ready, sort of thing. Who was that second loss? Was that one medal or not? <laughs> the second loss? No, nah, no, it was it was it was it was Grandma again. Oh, so okay. we played Grandma in our last yeah. round robin. They touched us up down in Mission Bay, and then we played them the following, which was a semi at our grounds, and then they beat us right on full time. So you know when you're marking on the calendar, one medal, circling yep. that, circling <laughs> that week, is that emotional? It is. It is, and, and it's pretty cool too because uh, the lead up. Um, it's funny. So we're, our team is, is is a mixture of South Auckland boys, a few Westies, a few Central, and um, if we know we're coming up against a team that some of our boys have played before, we really make it a special occasion for them because we know that their alliances with us now with, with rifles, it wasn't with uh, a ponies or a pap or a manacal, but we make it we make it really special for them, and and we're going to go out there and we play 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 for him, although he doesn't want the attention solely on him, you know, it's a team <laughs> performance, yeah. but still, and the, and the boys are really good because we had one, two, three white matter boys in my in the rifles oh, team, yeah. so it was special to beat them twice. We beat them once at their grounds and once at home. Um, but outside of that, if what I matter playing someone else, I always support the the Westies, you know. And it's it's cool too because uh, I've I've had a hand in some of those boys that have come through the ranks at Waitemata. I know the coaches. I used to coach them myself, mm-hmm. let alone play alongside. So and I always get uh, invited back if any of the, and that's what Waitemata do really well uh, is celebrate all these centurions. So anyone that plays a hundred games, all the centurions around wherever you are. We'll come back to the club and we do a massive uh, blazer presentation. So all the Centurions up in one line and they do the walk of, uh, you know, mm. and then they get their jersey from the uh, their blazer from the last Centurion. So it's a really special moment. And a lot of clubs look up and go, wow, if there's one thing that Watermata do really well is they um, – it's the centurions and the and the celebrations around that, which is which is cool. So it's nice to go back and 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 do that and be a part of that. I think there's two players next year that are looking to be uh, centurions again. So, but yeah, when we play Watermata, it's always uh, it's no holds barred, no, no holds barred. You know, so everyone knows um, that it's a special moment for me and any other Watermata boys that are playing in the rifles team. But other than that, outside of that, I wish Watermata the best. And I hear behind the scenes that they've recruited really well. Uh, for next year and um, I heard that our space that we we had for nine years is taken up as a new gym and new owners and they've done it up really well so it's it's good and like I said I wish them all the best Um, I'm a water matter man through and through I've had some great times and the club's been good to me and my family Um, some really good people come through there but then some really um, good people have passed over over the years Mm -hmm. so and I'll support them no no matter what but uh Get up against the rifles. It's a it's a it's a different a different story. So, <laughs> so it's it's good. <clears throat> That's mean, man. So, um, how can anyone find uh, Maximum Fitness these days, and and oh. what are your uh, contacts? Oh, so brother, come brother. and join your your team. <laughs> so we're we're on uh, we're on on Facebook, brother, and uh, Insta. Um, Avi's got all our details. He's supporting the. He's uh, <laughs> sporting the new hoodie there, and um, and we're we're based at the trust at the moment, and then we've got another gym out out um, out east, Maximus East. Um, but yeah, Ken, we're we're quite fortunate to be still to be still running after nine years. Love what we do, enjoy the new people that we meet. 
um, and no one's a stat, no one's a number. Everyone's a, everyone's a friend, and if you enjoy the Maximus uh, atmosphere, then come come uh, be a part of the Maximus family. Uh, so we're hoping that you all come in 2022, <laughs> Cam, sporting your new I'll tops here. Um, but yeah, on, on on Facebook, on Insta, Maximus Fitness, um, and then yeah, all my contact details, yeah, all online. Oh man. Yeah, Cam. Awesome. So Thank you for the invitation. I appreciate it. Appreciate you guys. It's, it's cool. And it's something that I aspire to too, Cam. So I'll be, uh, I, I, I know I mentioned it the last time, but I'll be picking your brain and doing a couple of PTs over the new year to uh, get these flash uh, <laughs> microphones and cams, cameras. And that beer fridge too looks good too. <laughs> now it's always a pleasure to have you on the podcast, man. Always, always have good chats with you, man. Cheers. Also, appreciate it. Thanks, Cam. Cheers, Thanks, Thank you. So, so, Chris. Thank you.